French fried potatoes. One oh potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, one potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, TJ. Thanks, TJ. Welcome to episode 220, I think. Pretty sure. 220. Sure. Uh, so, uh, June in the Park this week. Um, yeah, we hit a snag on that. Oh, the, for, for the, the theater. Because he hasn't emailed me back yet. Yeah. Because I was like. What was, was your idea? Do you, did you want to split it? No. Yeah. No, because I'm, so it's like, it might just be one. Yeah. Now. Because like, yeah, like we talked about last week, he said, oh, we've got plenty of time available that day. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'd love to do like either a two to seven or three to, three to eight or a four to nine. Yeah. You know, a five block, a five hour block. And then he's like, oh, geez, well, I scheduled something from four to six. Right in the middle of that. Or three to five. I'm like, really? Well, let's just do thirst then. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, well, Fine. then instead of getting more money, you're going to get half the money. So, um, <laughs> so instead of getting more money, you'll get less. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, I mean, yeah. Is what it is. Thirst is still going to be fun. I'm trying not. I, I don't get. I'm trying not to get spun up about things lately. We because we jammed everything into. We have all the crap, you know, coming up to end of school. Uh, you know, because even though there's only two days left, there's a shitload of stuff to do that I have left to do at work. And then we've scheduled all these summer things like to start immediately. And then not to mention we've got graduations and. Whatnot. Like yeah. that's where Robin is today. Robin went to Belfast to her. Uh, to our nephew's graduation. And then for some reason, his party is next weekend. So probably want to go to another one. <laughs> or someone could do it. So Tristan's was yesterday. His yeah. And we didn't throw a party. Well, we're like, he, we're like, do you want a party? He's like, no. Yeah. We're like, thank you. The party is, is never for the kid. It's no, always for the fucking family. It's like, family. okay, it's because like, like we went to Angler's, I think is the name. The yep. restaurant in Ham, because they, yep. they all like seafood. And like, sh- the entire bill was less than we would have spent on a party yeah, at the true. house, which and then would have had cleanup and cooking and just people in my fucking house. Anglers <laughs> uh, is a original. Robin used to work at an Anglers. Really? Uh, and the original one, I believe it's the original one, is the one in Searsport where she started working. How about that? Yeah, little Anglers trivia. Um, back in the day, the, the employees called it Danglers. I don't know why. They probably still do. That's fine. It just seems like something that would care. Yeah, sure. Uh, from one person to the next. So, uh, yeah, I, I the we we talked about this because uh, uh, one of the people I work with is uh, has a, a grandson graduating, and like there's all this stuff. Man, I can just remember back being that age was a long time ago. At this point, like I wanted nothing to do with any of that. Just get nope. me out me of either. here. And I don't, mine was relatively small. I mean, it was just you know at my house, and it was relatively small. Still, Some of the relatives, were, and even then, I'm like. Did when, not, yeah. When, when's project graduation? When are we leaving for that? And and the fact that I was like using that because that trip sucked. Oh yeah, our project graduation. Our project graduation was one of the worst things oh, in history. It's got to be. Like let's. It's got to be. Let's go to a ski resort in, in June. June overnight. Yeah. When you are all fucking tired anyway. You get there when it's dark out. Yep. <laughs> Leave in the morning. It was dumb. Yeah. Uh, but even on top of that, idea. like I. 
If you had asked me the morning of my high school graduation, hey, do you just want to skip this whole thing? I'll give you your diploma right now. I'd have been like, fucking great. I'm yeah, out of here. I would here. have been like, just mail it to me. I don't even need to yeah, do it. I don't even want it now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I did with college. My mom Man, was so pissed. She's like, just, why aren't you going to go to, why aren't you going to go march? I'm like, because I don't, because this is the time I, I can choose to not to. Yeah. Because I didn't want to fucking march in high school. Just the, yeah, the just worst. done with, please. Yeah. Just don't, you, you're, you're so, I mean, and I was telling Robin that, like I think back to the, just the last couple months, and we had checked out like yep. completely. And I'm sure that's everyone, but oh, like, God, yeah. so like if you think about like I still remember that these kids are sure as fuck feeling oh, the yeah. exact same thing. I don't even think I showed up to my last baseball game. Yeah, <laughs> just didn't go. I just didn't go. Yeah, because at that point we were like three and eleven or some shit. So I'm like, I'm done. Who cares? There's a week <laughs> left of the season. I'm not fucking. I'm not even coming to these next two games. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because you know high school sports. But yeah, because I remember like, I remember apologizing to Connor's mother because we left for Washington right that the day of his graduation because right. they fucking graduated for the like on a Sunday yeah. for some fucking reason. There's they uh, yeah I don't get what like, I don't get why they do it some years and it's like whatever do it on a fucking Friday night. That's a perfect capper right there. It really would Do be. It on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Night. Get, get every... fucking problems let, shit. let me get let me get back to my weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want this looming over the entire weekend. This should not be the last thing I do this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So no, you're right. Do it on that a Friday would... night, get it over with. That would be better. But yeah, Connor loved the fact that we had we had a timetable. Yeah, we or, were we have to leave it here. this time. Yeah. Or else we're not gonna make it. <laughs> right. Um so he doesn't have to hang around family for long periods of time. No. That's what it's all about. Uh, so I watched, uh, I, I didn't do much at the beginning of the week, but I had a little flurry at the end of the week. Um, Tilly was homesick uh, on Thursday. Uh, very proud of her, though. She got up in the middle of the night and had to throw up. Now, up until this point, uh, she would just sit up and puke. Ew. But she got up and made it down to the bathroom and actually threw up into the toilet, which... Yeah. Huge for her mother and I. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's a, <laughs> it's a big deal. Uh, not having to clean that up in, in, at midnight yeah, is a great thing on a school night. So I stayed home with her the next day. I had been thinking about taking that day off anyway because I had a bunch of stuff to do, but I kind of did it earlier in the week. So I canceled my idea of a personal day. But then when <laughs> Tilly was sick, I was like, "Fuck it, we'll just I'll just keep her home." So we watched Hamilton in the morning. Uh, I only counted one viewing. We watched Hamilton from seven o'clock in the morning until Robin and Tilly got home. Uh, Robin and Colin got home at three or whatever. So, however many times you can watch Hamilton in seven hours is however many times we watched it on Thursday. Did you manage to watch In the Heights this week? No, no. <laughs> and that's the thing. Uh, I'm getting to that. Uh, so, Tilly and I watched Hamilton all day on Thursday, and I was telling her all day that because it came out that day mm -hmm. on on uh on hbo and i told i said tilly he has a uh the play that he did before hamilton they made it into a movie i explained to her what it was mm -hmm. and all that stuff and i showed her the trailer and this was at like noontime and she goes at the end of it i said so what do you think and she goes can we watch hamilton again i was like Fine. Yep. and so, what's funny is like a lot of the songs in that are very reminiscent of moana oh sure like songs yeah like yeah. and just the that, the structure, yeah. The, so I'm like, I'm sure she would have loved it. You can you can very much tell his mm -hmm. writing style, yeah. Uh, well, just like you can with it, with anyone. Um, 
so I, I explained that to her. And then when Robin got home, uh, I said In the Heights came out. And, and I had been telling her for a couple of weeks that it, what this was, that it, In the Heights was coming out. And she was never really giving me any uh, response. So I didn't quite know where she stood on it. I said, do you, I said, in the Heights is finally out. Do you want to watch family movie night and watch that tonight? And she's like, ah, I don't know. And then Tilly decided that she wanted to watch uh, the new Disney one, the Raya and the last dragon yeah. that it was available for like the $20 premiere purchase or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now it's there. It's just yeah. on Disney plus now. So we watched, so that's what we ended up watching. Um, it was pretty good. It was, uh, Moana, Frozen, and yeah, I know, The Last Airbender all mixed together. I know their new one, the two, the Italian one about the two mer, mer kids. Yeah, yeah. That's like coming straight to Disney Plus. Like that's oh, it is. That's from what I've heard. That's not even a premiere one. Huh. So yeah, because that's what the uh, that's what the McDonald's toys are right now. Yeah. Tilly got one of those things yesterday. Um. Yeah. So the we watched that that night, and then the next night. I figured for sure Friday night that that's what we'd do, that we'd watch in the Heights. And Robin was still, it finally kind of dawned on me that she was completely unclear on what this was. <laughs> she thought it was a show. Oh. Well, and I guess it is. Yeah. Uh, she thought it was like a series. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she was clear on what the, that it was Lin-Manuel Miranda and all that stuff, because I start like, just, I brought it up on the, on the screen. I didn't play the trailer, but she goes, oh, isn't that, uh, what's his name from Hamilton? Said, yes. Mm-hmm. My God, we've had this conversation. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you don't listen to me. So. When I uh, nerd out about something, you tune out, don't you? Yeah. That's a like, conversation I have sometimes with Andrew, because she, I'll be yeah. like, we, we talked about that like a week ago. She's yeah. like, did we? And I'm like, yeah, I was nerding. You tuned out. <laughs> I did that. And I did that the other day uh, about something. That we had, and well, you know, you're you're in a relationship. When you have a conversation, and the 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 feedback that you're getting in return does not match yeah. what you just told them, so you're like, you're not really listening to me. You haven't absorbed this, yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> and we had something like that come up last week, and I said, yes. She asked me something. I said, yes. We have talked about this. Several times, because she—I can't even remember what, exactly what it was—but it's was like, did you realize? I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, it's because we we have two two things scheduled on the same day mm-hmm. at some point this month, kind of like your schedule of July. Yeah. And I had brought this up with her a couple times, and she just kind of clearly wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and I said, yeah, we've talked about this several times, and she's like, whoa, we don't have to get snippy. And I was like. <laughs> But we've talked about this several <laughs> times. You have to think of it from my point of view. You're asking me about this when I've brought it up to you four or five times at least. Uh, yeah, so there's a relationship talk uh, on Potato League Podcast. Yep. Take it from two men hanging out in a basement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know, guys. We know how to make things work. Um, I do believe she would like it quite a bit. I mean, Me too. Yeah. Because, oh... <laughs> I have to extend this now because it just reminded me of another thing that I did this week. Do you ever do things that you think, my God, this is a great thing that I'm doing for my partner. Mm-hmm. She's going to be really excited about this. And then they sort of take it the wrong way. Yeah. Or ta- I shouldn't say that. They take it not in the way that you intended. Yes. 
<laughs> Dan's like, yes, 100%. You don't have to explain anymore. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking Since I was like 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, in this instance, I understand how it can be taken yeah. not the way that I intended. So I don't think sh she was inherently looking to take things the wrong way. I made a list on, because I'm always asking her if she wants to watch stuff. Mm -hmm. And the fine line I always walk is, because there'll be kind of two types of Robin movies. The ones that I want to watch that I think that she wouldn't mind mm -hmm. watching also. Because there's shit. She's not watching The Wailing with me. I'm not even asking yeah. if you're going to watch The Wailing. <laughs> or, you know, a million other, any of the gangster ones. Yeah. I'm not even going to ask her. Because she has, she, I know she has no interest in those. But on the ones like The Good, The Bad, The Weird, which you watched this yes. week. Um, the movie that Robin and I watched last night, Assassination. Stuff like that that's more kind of blockbusters mm -hmm. and whatnot, uh, more like a traditional blockbuster, those are the ones that I'll have, that I'll watch the trailer. I'll show her the trailer and say, if you're interested in this, I will wait and watch it with you. Um, cause I'm going to watch it either way. The other kind of movies are, cause I, I see a lot more things than she does scrolling through crap. Oh, yeah. And when I see stuff, cause sometimes I'll come across stuff and it turned out you had watched it. Um, I came across, I think it was in uh, the, the latest um, Flick Connection video of uh, weird movies. We watch those together. What? Like the Flick Connection stuff. Yeah. Andrew and I will sit down and we'll watch them together. Yeah. And that's when I, I have like six different lists on my yeah. phone. Yeah. From stuff specifically like that. Yeah. So I, on his most recent one, um, Safety Not Guaranteed was one of them. She'll love that movie. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> I figured that. So anyway, I've made this list of just called, because everything that's, that I watch with her, I tag Wife Watch. So I made a list called Wife Watch List, which I thought was super clever because it's two double mm -hmm. words merged into one triple word. And I filled it with those types of movies, either ones that I think that she would like and the ones that I'm going to watch anyway that she might like. Mm -hmm. And I think she took it as a pressure to watch all these movies and i'm like no listen if no, you don't this is the to do this is the two watch list you can choose from and it's all well yeah and that's and yeah. it's also like that like look we can watch a movie but you have to pick it from my predetermined list <laughs> that's not at all what my intention yeah. was my intention was i think you would like these yeah or i'm gonna watch these anyway yeah if you want to pick something that's not on this list fine let's we'll watch that but I think you might like it because mm -hmm. when she looked at it, I said, is there anything on there that you have no interest in? Because I will take it off the list or I will watch it yeah. without you. Because and, and really, I'm going to watch it anyway. It makes mm -hmm. no difference to me. And immediately, she didn't even look at it. She just goes, you can take safety not guaranteed uh, off the list. And I was like, but hold on, though. Yeah. And I knew I was pushing it at that point. Yeah. But I really, wanted to, I really wanted to make her understand why I had made yeah. this list. I said, the only reason I put that on the list. I... I'm sure it's a fine movie, but it's, I probably wasn't going to watch it. Yeah. But I think you will really like it. Yeah. So she watched the trailer and she's like, all right, let's watch that. No, one. it's really good. Yep. And it's got people from all the things she loves. Yes. It's got what's his name. Yep. From fucking New Girl. New Girl. It's got Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. You know, it's that's a fun film. It's and, weird. Like, yeah. It's funny. Though, it's weird, but it's not that weird. No, like, it's really I would not, not put it on a weird movie list. It's quirky more than anything. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's more quir it's not even that the movie's weird. It's that the, it's filled with quirky people. Yeah. And I yeah, don't know. A lot of know. movies on that list. I was like, yeah, you're you've got a I know he often is very generalized for yeah. mass consumption. Right. But I'm like, dude, 
Some of these are not even close to weird. No. Like, they're just... You want they weird. Have, they have, I'll fucking show you They weird. have odd characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my thing with, with Safety Not Guaranteed, I don't know where to come down on Mark Duplass. He's almost like so him. quirky I can't take it. Yeah. But other times I really... Mm-hmm. Like he was fine in this, but sometimes it's just like, man, can you just... And same with Aubrey Plaza. You guys don't have to be quirky in every single... Yeah. But maybe they do. But, I mean, Duplass himself has made, like, a ton of movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. (laughs) He's going to. Yeah. Um, It's just so weird, like, because, like, I first, like, saw him in The League. Which is the straightest thing he's ever done. most straight just where he's a very regular dude. Yeah. And then it's like, you watch all these movies, and you're like... Because um, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Creep. Stand by one second. All right, Creep, you say. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's a horror movie. But it, that is, like, some of Duplass's best. Because basically he plays a guy who says he's he's um on the verge of dying. And he just wants someone to videotape, like, his last remaining days. So, like, this guy answers the ad and goes to videotape him. And then shit just gets really fucking weird. Um, that's a weird movie. He's into uh, placing weird ads, then. Yeah, yeah, he's into it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, like, he, yeah, Duplass is such. He's an interesting guy. <laughs> <coughs> and like you said, he produces a ton. Uh, he and his yeah. brother. <coughs> um, his brother's so, almost never in front of the camera. No, no, it's one of those deals where you only ever see one of them. Yeah. Um, the. So safety not guaranteed. It's it is a it's a it's an interesting premise, and I like the way it's executed because at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Uh, the end doesn't really even matter. Yeah. For those of you who have not seen this film, the essential story is, and this is based on a true story. Oh, that part I did not yeah, know. Yeah. Someone places an ad in like a help wanted section of a newspaper that says, you know, want wanted someone to tr- to time travel with me. I know what I'm doing. I've done it before. I've done this once before. Safety not guaranteed. Bring your own weapons. Yeah. Must bring your own, must provide your own weapons. Uh, safety not guaranteed. And uh, a, a group of newspaper people follow up on Snobby it. Snobby magazine Snobby people. magazine people, yes. Thinking that, you know, it's, here's their chance to make just fun of a weirdo type of guy. Well, the, and he's the, probably endearing. The writer, the main writer is, uh, that's, that's supposedly doing, that is supposed to be doing this article is, uh, Jake Johnson from, um, New Girl. New Girl. And he's, he's a total dick yeah. in this. Uh, in New Girl, he's, he's, he's very similar to his New Girl character, only he's a, a real dick. Yeah. Um, he's, charming he's a charming dick on on new girl uh aubrey plaza is a an intern that goes with so they're the seattle magazine uh run by chloe from 24 and or she's the editor and jake johnson wants to do this story about this you know let's go find this guy and see what this is all about and see if he's for real or you know what he if he thinks it's real or if it's just a joke um so then uh Aubrey Plaza and is a is an intern and also Dopinder from mm-hmm. uh, the the Deadpool movies is also an intern and they go with him up you know up into the woods or wherever uh, in northern Washington northern Washington state to find this dude and they track him down it's very clear early on that uh, that Jake Johnson's just there to hook up with an old flame mm-hmm. uh, and that Aubrey Plaza ends up 
really kind of getting into the investigation. They track him down through the P.O. box and all that stuff. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Um, but she ends up, it's a pretty familiar story on that side of things where someone goes in under false pretenses and then kind of starts kinda falls to for it. Yeah. kind of goes for it. And then all of a sudden they just have this big lie hanging over them that they know is eventually going to come out. So it's very predictable in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I won't give away any more than that. We won't mm, yeah. go any further than that. Cause you don't really need to. Cause it, again, at the end of the day, it doesn't even really matter no. whether or not. Uh, he did he or did can. it or he or if he even really believes it or if he's just a yeah. crazy dude or if he's just playing a prank or something like that but uh it's it's worth watching it's very short mm-hmm. um compared to what we've been watching <laughs> lately when i saw the 86 minutes i was like yes yeah. <laughs> i will do that uh and uh for the record robin did very much enjoy it i did not rub it in her face i could have uh <laughs> But just her admission, as soon as it was over, she's like, I really like that. I was like, good, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah. So we watched that. Uh, I rewatched John Wick earlier. John Wick ended up being movie number 100 for the year for me. And I got to 100 at an even 70-30 uh, split. I'm at almost like 72 or 3% right now. Well, mine is, it's weird because the, the 100 movies are 70 30 but there's like five viewings of hamilton on there so it throws the number off yeah because I, I am f- currently at let me get to my pie charts and while you're getting 72.6 there's still... i am at 196 new movies though so i'm almost closing Whoa. in on 200 do you how many rewatches uh Would that be? 74 rewatches i've had I mean, I've skirted it a few times because I'm like, oh, this is a director's cut <laughs> yeah. of Donnie Darko. And I've never seen that before. So. I The way I do it uh, for mine is if there's a separate page on Letterboxd for it, I will. Yeah, which is really weird because like this, this I just, I noticed it by saying Donnie Darko. Oh, it's no longer the most obscure. For the longest time, the most obscure one for like a month, it said Donnie Darko director's cut. Oh, yeah. And I'm like. Yeah. People just must be marking Donnie Darko right. watches under the regular Donnie Darko. Right. It's now The Believer, which I that's a much more appropriate title there. Oh, I was going to watch that. Wait, is that... What's that? Um, It's it's the horror movie about a guy who suspects his wife is losing her mind. Oh, then no. I'm all, I do... Yeah. I have a Believer movie on my June in the Park list. Yeah, no. This, so this, this one is... That's this not one, it. This one was very much a... It's fine. Yeah. Not nearly as good as it should have been. Um, I don't think my Mortal Kombat Annihilation lowest average score will be beat, though. No, probably not. Because that's a 1.5. Well, mine is also, uh, my most obscure is going to be that tool documentary that was on Amazon oh, yeah. that was made by, like, two knuckleheads in their garage or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm still very surprised that my most popular, the most popular is still Knives Out. Oh, I, I have no... I have no doubt about that. Well, they, those usually change, like every four to six months, type of thing. Like some movie will become. But what? But what, yeah, what have, nothing's really come nothing out. Nothing would have this year. Uh, eventually, like that would be Black Widow or Probably. something by the end of yeah. the year. But well, it also it's weird because it also has to have been out long enough for the home release to have hit. Yeah. For because if you don't know what we're talking, we're talking about the popularity order when when you look up a, an actor or whatever, and you go to their filmography on Letterboxd, the the default order is is popularity, and that's just judged on number of people on Letterboxd who have marked that movie as watched. Yeah. So, 
What's the highest one you've seen? Because that would probably tell the you. Highest rated? No, the highest number of. What movie has the most views on Letterboxd? Oh, that would be an interesting one to know because it because it also it it wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be something new. No. It would have to be something For, that fucking everyone has seen. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the last one was, but I can't. Although I'm very happy to report, though, that Twilight actors are out of my fucking top ten now. Oh, that's good because I watched too fast and the Furious movies this week. <laughs> like, you didn't. The beginning. Of I the, replaced yeah, one with another. Yeah, that, you didn't improve anything. But to be honest, I'm fine with seeing Dwayne Johnson. There, more <laughs> you, than I am. You, you know. didn't improve anything, you just changed them. Yeah. I don't know. Dwayne Johnson is a steep improvement from Ashley Green. I suppose. Yeah. I wouldn't know Ashley Green if I tripped over her. You probably wouldn't, because I'm always like, which one was she again in that film? Uh, your friend Odai Su is now number two on my list. Nice. <laughs> He's up to seven. Uh, yeah. What was the other one that, I, that I've started? I'm sorry, sorry I have yet to have anyone, any of them pop into mine. Any of the Korean actors? Yeah, because I, I've got a feeling a couple of them are probably at four, which is like the low, which is the entry. Yeah, point right I have. Now. I have a bunch at four. And honestly, like Madong Suk is probably not going to replace T. Busemi until he actually like passes him. Right. So I think I don't know how they do that on here, but. I wonder if it's in... The, well, but actually, I don't know. I, I know it's one will replace him once I finished watching the movie I was watching last night before I went to bed. Yeah. What was that? Oh. Um, it, it's a good it's a good Korean flip, but it's the worst fucking title. Secret Reunion. Oh, I watched that. It's not very good. I mean, I, it's fine. I'm fine with it. it. It drags. But Jesus, what is with that fucking title? It sounds like a, it sounds a like bad rom-com. Yeah. I, I I was okay. It, I think I gave it a three. It's my lowest rated Korean movie. It's on it, it's on a pace right now for a three three and a half, depending yeah. on where it goes. Yeah, that's about right. Um, like I'm enjoying some of it. I like it's it's kind of nice seeing Kang's Kang Ho Song as um kind of a maverick who's competent. Yeah, because yeah. he's you, usually he's kind of the flustered guy. Yeah, or, you know the underdog. And in this one, he's capable. It's just shit doesn't go his way. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. He's still, he's still... Hard luck loser, man. Yep. <laughs> but at least he's capable in this one, so it's like, shit, he just can't catch a break in any movie ever. I, I think, for me, that one just never really came together. I was I was just waiting for... I don't even... And I don't even know what I'm talking... What I'm yeah. saying. Something just fell off. Yeah, yeah. I, I was waiting for something to pull it all together, and that something just doesn't happen. You're like... Okay, I guess that was what it. I guess that is what this is, you know. Um, but yeah, and I know you're only like halfway through. But the the idea of it is there's uh, there's a lot of things obviously that center around North Korean South Korean relations. So there's this North Korean spy, and then a South Korean. Uh, the North Korean spy actually, uh, I think I just saw him in something else too. But um, Song Kang Ho is a uh not a spy but like a, a government agent like yeah. a like a special unit type of guy yeah like i'm, I'm yeah, in charge of rooting out yeah, i'm not North sure Korean if we spies. have a, a direct analog. a direct analog for right. cia maybe sort of kind of a cross between cia because they're more in the open he's like a, a visibly a uh a, a, yeah an agent of some kind uh kind of between cia and fbi maybe yeah. they they're in charge of rooting out north korean spies so he was always been chasing down this one. What's his nickname? The for the for the old spy that he's been always the chasing. Shadow. Yeah, the shadow. 
Which is weird, because the dude operates in daylight. I know. They, that's like, the, the scene yeah. you see at the yes. beginning, he literally just walks up to a door, knocks on it, and when they, they open yeah. it, he shoots everybody in it. Same thing not, happens. Not very shadow-like. Same type of thing happens in either Thieves or Assassination. I watched both yesterday. They're both very pretty similar. Same director, same a lot of the same cast, but... Uh, where this guy has been like in hiding and like no one knows who he looks like. I'm like, how? He just shot three people in broad yeah. daylight. Like hundreds of people just saw him. Um, but yeah, so the, he's been hunting this guy down and can never find him. And then there's a younger spy that, that he was kind of a team with the shadow, yeah. but couldn't kill a person that the shadow wanted him to kill. So right. now he's probably, the shadow's going like, to, I'm assuming the shadow's going to want to kill him too. Yeah. Just cause, uh, but again, it's like, oh, I kind of so are you kind still... of rooting for him, but he's still kind of a North American. I mean, he's still kind of a North Korean spy. Does everyone still have their same job at the point that you are at? No. Okay. I am at the part where there, where he goes with his two lackeys, yeah. to like collect a bounty. Okay, so yeah, on the dude, at this point, and the guy literally walks up to the guy while holding the wanted bounty poster and is like looking at him, and I'm <laughs> like, oh god. So uh... and then he gets rescued by the shadow's assistant because he was unable to uh take down the the shadow he loses his job and well it was a pretty colossal cluster yeah oh considering yeah the building was surrounded by cops yeah. this guy should never have made it out of that building so he loses his job and he is now uh there's a little bit of a time jump and he's now a, a basically a bounty hunter. i think it's like five or six years yeah it's he's now a kind of down on your luck bounty hunter and he rounds up scumbags for money yeah. so and that's about where you're at yeah yeah he literally just got into the fight with the guy like he was 20 guys to, yeah and and the shadows assistant yeah kind of comes out and they they recognize each other but don't say anything right it's i, I think that was part of my thing which too, jesus I, way to go obviously that guy that you saw in a brief firefight six years ago you remembered him good job well uh, i think from here on, uh, it, it's no surprise that there's that they that this little cat and mouse game goes on way too long for me. I mean, even though it's like you both know that you both know, mm -hmm. so just fucking come out with cut it, it out. Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop what you're doing. Put your cards on the table and just yeah. move, move forward from this. Every, every you want to be the third person in the room, like, hey guys, everyone here knows. Yeah. Why I, why you're still playing this yeah. game of who are you? I had is, a similar thing with the movie The Chaser. Yeah. That I watched, which it's good. It's really good. But like, you know who the serial killer is 30 minutes into it. Yeah. And so does everybody else. Mm. But because the, the thing is, there's a serial killer who's been picking up call girls and murdering them. And the pimp kind of catches on that, like, none of his girls are coming back. So, I would think you'd catch on after the first one. I think it took like till the second one. <laughs> Man, you know what? Uh, Susie didn't come back. Yeah. And then, she, she didn't have my money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he goes to the address where, where her, like, the car, where she, he finds her car, and then just randomly gets hit by another car, like, in, in a fender bender, and it's the guy that kidnapped and murdered the other girl. Sure. So he finds him, beats him up, and then they get arrested. And he tells the story, and the, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm a serial killer. I've murdered a ton of people. Hmm. And eventually the cops let him go because they just don't believe him. Meanwhile, the girl that he thought he had murdered is still kind of clinging to life. Uh, back at the at place. Job. Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody is good at their job in this one, except for the one guy who can't get anybody to believe him. 
Like, he's a murderer. We need to go find... And part of me is also like... Just go check the houses near where you found her fucking car. Yeah. But that's the thing. is like the guy has an old address. He Basically, he murdered people and set up shop in their home. Oh, who else did that in something recently? Shit. Maybe it was one of the Netflix things I was watching. Could have been. Where I mean, dude it, would it kill works. people and then just chill. Yeah. Because nobody knows he's there. Yeah. Um, except for this other couple that are like, oh, we're here to see somebody. He hasn't shown up in church. And the guy's like, I don't know who you're fucking talking about. And they're like, well, this is his home. So he lets him inside and then murders them. That's that's his picture on your fridge. <laughs> you no, know that's, that's, his, do- that's his dog <laughs> that's running around the house. Yeah. Um, and then he murders those people and no one reports those people missing either. Yeah. And obviously, you know, there, there's it, it strains some credibility at some times, but it, it's good. It's it, it's it, it it's from a different perspective, at least, because, again. Everybody knows who the murderer is pretty much right off the bat. Yeah. And then it's just kind of, is bureaucratic nonsense going to get in the way of them actually putting this guy away? And for a good portion of the movie, it sure as fuck does. Uh, do you think, look, a, a lot of them, uh, a lot of the Korean movies are similar in the in the same way that a lot of American movies are similar. Um, I wonder, because that's, that's got a, and I know the situations are different, the people are different, Um but it's the same sort of setup as I saw the devil mm-hmm. where, you know, everything yeah. immediately. And it's, that's not the mystery yeah. or the, the whodunit is not. There have been f- very few, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, that are true, like American style whodunits in yeah. all the Korean ones I've watched. They've either been, you know, from the beginning or you never find out. Yeah. Um, now like in memories of murder, that's, I mean, it's a true story. So, yeah. I mean, they didn't catch the guy. They didn't catch the guy. What do you want to do? Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> was can't Finch, change Zodiac. Was so. Fincher just going to be like, yeah, it was Bill. <laughs> God damn it. Look at him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it, a lot of them. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. They don't, uh, it, it's not so much about who did it or the mystery of that. It's, it's, they center the, the, the crux of the story around other things. Um, it did remind me, the Assassination, the movie we watched last night, we were talking about, because uh, it's very spectacle and, um, uh, I mean, it's obviously grounded. It takes place in the 30s. A lot of things take place in the 30s during mm-hmm. Jap- Japanese occupation before World War II. Um, it's just, it's a very cool, it's very, it's very easy to make a cool looking movie in that time period. Yeah. Um, but the the movie is is called Assassination. It is about a bunch of assassins, and every assassination plot. And I, obviously, this drives the this. It's entertaining. Like a bunch of people get killed, but rarely the people that they're <laughs> like there to the kill. Target. Like <laughs> a shitload of red shirts get fucking wasted. And God knows how many civilians would have had to have died in some of these things. <laughs> but, like, the people that they're actually there to kill, like, always get away. <laughs> and uh, another thing I've noticed about a lot of these movies, and it's certainly true in Good, Bad, Weird, is the idea of um, the conflict not just being A against B or black against white. Mm-hmm. It's usually, it's two or more, yeah. usually. And because that was certainly the case in the outlaws, 
Because we talked about how it was kind of confusing sometimes, even knowing yes. whose thugs were whose. And the, Why can't this be more like West Side Story where yeah, they have colored everyone, coats? Everyone wears uniforms. <laughs> uh, so it's that was the same kind of thing in Assassination because you had... And it was the same thing in The Thieves, too, which was the movie I watched before that, where you had... Everyone has their own motives, and they're all kind of coming from different mm-hmm. uh, different angles. So you're... so like. A normal firefight will really be between three different factions that are all kind of trying to kill each other, uh, or, or you know, at least maim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Speaking of the good, the bad, and the weird, though, that was a fun movie. Yes, that was. You that wanna, was highly enjoyable. Yes. Um, Do you want to break it down? It's weird because there's not really a whole lot to break down. There's a treasure map. Yep. Three different people want it. And they're all trying to get there. And for the majority of the film, they don't even know what the fucking treasure map is pointing to. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a huge MacGuffin for 95% of that movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have, you know, Mr. Everman Kang Sing, Kang Song Ho. Yeah. Um, as the weird. And it's funny because he's not really even that weird. He's just a little eccentric. Yeah. Uh, he he, he a dresses goof- a little funny. And he wears a goofy hat. And he wears, he wears fucking, like, 1940s aviator goggles. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he's the Red Baron. Um, and then, like you said, yeah, you've got the, the the good who is the bounty hunter trying to catch him and his little gang. Um, your basic stoic white hat. Yeah, you're, and then you've got the, the very evil man in black, you know, which is dressed like an anime character. Yes. Yeah, he's got, like, the suit and the bangs. And, <laughs> I, yeah, like... Halfway through the movie, I'm like, they've been out in the desert for a while. They've been on this train for a while. Who the fuck's doing his hair? Yeah. Because he still looks fantastic. It's on point. <laughs> he um, still just looks terrific. And uh, it's full of people that are in... I mean, it's like Madong is in it very briefly. Yeah. Like, he plays a guy named Bear. Yeah. Who's just there to fucking swap people in the head, essentially. <laughs> Um, uh, and the bad is the uh, is Storm Shadow from that yeah. we talked about last week. That's in all the uh, the most uh, the, he's been in the most Hollywood movies of all the yeah. people that we've been talking about. Yeah, and then the film is just you know the weird gets the map and everyone chases him. Yeah, and it goes through a, like little towns. You know he visits his me mama. Yeah, uh, stuffs her in a closet for a while, uh, like you do, like you do, and then everybody just. Chases them around. The, the the Chinese army gets involved in the chase. Yeah. Um, and then eventually they find the place and all three of them have a shootout. Yeah. Well, it, it gets... Uh, yeah, because... Oh, we didn't point that out. That that uh, the reason the Chinese army is there, because the, the actual... The, the treasure hunting takes place in Manchuria. Yeah. So it's not... They're not in Korea anymore. No. Um, and I do feel like I need to do more kind of what we talked about last week learn more exactly about what the relationship was between China and Korea during that time period. Yeah. Because it seemed like, are there like, a, is there like a pocket of Koreans in Manchuria? Is that, yeah. was that the idea? Because like, that's come like, up in a couple like, like different movies. they had movies. a little Korea. Yeah. You know, in Manchuria. Because this all, that movie, uh, uh, Good, the Bad, the Weird, also takes place during that, like, Japanese occupation time, the, the 30s, right? Yeah. Um, or is it before that? It's, it's between 1900 and 1930, yeah. I think. So it should be smack dab in uh, Japanese occupation, and because there's a lot about that, because that comes up in, in several different movies. Um, 
during that. I mean, obviously, any movie taking place during that time period would have to. It's like it would be like having a, a movie in America in the early 30s and not mention the Depression. I mean, yeah, it, it's got to be in there. It's not. Oh, it's 1940s Manchuria. OK, so there we go. So oh, par- uh, sorry. apparently it's the Japanese army, it says on this, but I thought for sure it was a Korean. I mean, it was the Chinese army. I thought they were in. I knew the Japanese army was in it, but I thought in that in the second half yeah. it was well, maybe not. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, because that would put you uh, post occupation, but still pre Korean War. Mm-hmm. So they were still uh, battling over thirty eighth parallel type stuff. Um, it kind of gets. Uh, I don't even want to say it without giving anything away, but. There's a lot of it's interesting because it's clearly uh, influenced heavily influenced by spaghetti westerns, mm-hmm. and Tarantino is also heavily influenced by spaghetti westerns. But the a lot of stuff in this movie feels like Tarantino mm-hmm. inspired by Tarantino. It's like inspired by spaghetti inspired westerns by the homage. through the lens of yeah. of Tarantino. Yeah, because I mean there are times where it's it's hyper violent. Yeah, and it is incredibly fast-paced. Yeah. For, I mean, there are parts where it's just like, holy shit, it goes from set piece to set piece to set piece. Yeah. And the gunfire never seems to really stop. Right. Um, yeah. Which spaghetti westerns weren't necessarily known for because they didn't have the budget right. <laughs> to do that shit. But the, this definitely had the look. Yeah. The, the, a, lot, a lot of high planes drifting going on. Yes. Um, lots of train work. Lots of train work. <laughs> Yeah, it took a lot more took place on the train than I expected. Yeah, uh, and the the same will be true uh, when you watch Age of Shadows. Like they were there into their trains. Yeah, uh, and the train to Busan the, guy. It's the precursor got, to the high speed rail man. He's got a thing for trains in two train movies. Um, yeah, it it it. That's another thing that we kind of touched on last week. Is like you mentioned that the that it's pretty violent. Um, we're not used to seeing. Because we in our PG thirteen movies, mm-hmm. there's you not you don't get blood. There's no blood splatter. Yeah, that's that's basically people will get shot, but they always just spin away and fall down, and then you never fucking see them again. Yeah, it's like or you're like The Rock in the Fast and the Furious movies, or Dom, where bullets hit you and you just keep moving. You forward. just keep going, yeah. Because yeah. uh, that's see the problem. People for centuries, people have been doing it wrong. When you get shot, just act like you didn't. Yeah, and you'll be fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Clearly. It doesn't matter if you're in the most agonizing pain you've ever experienced no. and, if you, and you can't feel your limbs anymore. I love it when uh, someone will get, <laughs> a tough guy will get shot like in the shoulder. Yeah. And because he's tough, he keeps going and doing stuff. But like, this, you can't throw a punch anymore. Yeah. That's broken. That bullet went through your deltoid yeah, or you, broke your collarbone. You you no longer can even lift. Like, yeah. it's not a matter of toughness at that point. Yeah. Your it body phys- can't work. Yeah. It's it's not. You might as well cut the arm off and yeah. then be just like, no, I can still punch. No, you can't. You see, because the muscles, I don't care how big those muscles are. Yeah. They're shredded. <laughs> they have been uh, shredded by a bullet. There's a piece of flaming hot metal embedded in them. <laughs> yeah, so like you, you can't, you can't, you can't fight through this one. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got there, but I do want to talk the about vi- the violence. In oh yes. The, so the violence. Um, so that does, 
it, it feels, uh, at first, it feels like it's a sharp tone shift, but it really isn't because it's in all of these movies oh, yeah. that are your basic PG-13 blockbuster type The Mummy or... I thought the mummy because I guess the perfect, sand. It's a perfect PG thirteen. <laughs> I guess I guess the film. sand. Uh, <laughs> so you're not expecting, you know, you're expecting when people you can still see dozens of people die, but they all, you know, they spin out and then that's they spin yeah. down and you never see them again. In these movies, there's blood splatter and then you'll see that deaths take a long time in a lot of cases. Like there's a lot of like no, you couldn't have crawled that far. Just <laughs> fucking call it a day, and this guy should be. It's like your your American brain switches on. You're like that guy should be dead. We should move on by this point. Yeah, um, I like my violence sanitized. So it's just a little. It's just something to kind of get used to. And once you do, it's yeah. it's. But when they do excessive violence, they fucking do it. Yeah, like there's a there's a hand to hand fight scene in the chaser, that's fucking brutal. Because, I mean, we talked about it a lot with um, the outlaws, like all the, they like their, their knives. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and they're fucking, well, they like to cut each other. And because each there's other. no guns. Yeah. Guns are very hard, especially in the more modern, uh, the ones that are in more modern settings. It's, it is very difficult to get guns. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's lots of stabbing going on. Yep. So what crimes are happening are stabbings. Yeah. There's Which, a lot more to say on that subject. We could, we could go yeah. on for an hour, but we won't. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, like they use what's but that's why, and yeah. and there's a fight like that in the chaser where it's like, Jesus, <laughs> they're hitting each other with rocks and you know <laughs> whatever is whatever is handy shovels, <laughs> but it it seems more realistic to me than just two guys shoot trying to shoot each other with the fucking two couches in between. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like no, they're right up in each other's business, hitting each other with whatever is available. Now, when you watch the the movies like set in the 30s and stuff, they do all have guns. There's guns everywhere. Um, and we were, <laughs> that was another thing we were noticing. And again, I get it. It's a blockbuster type movie. Like, at one point, one of the lead characters d- basically is trying to escape an area surrounded by Japanese military. And he is shot at by dozens of people. For like five minutes yeah. as he's making his way out of this place. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. not one. Yeah. I mean, at this point, not even a stray hundreds, a rico- a ricochet. hundreds of bullets have come his way yeah. at this point in the last couple of minutes. And he has not so much as he is terribly elusive. <laughs> <laughs> just just the best at getting out. That's of- what's weird. You can't it's, shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So it goes on forever. But I say that, and um, I get. I guess I could kind of segue right into those two. I, don't, I won't go too deep into it, because you, you're going to want to, you'll probably want to, you'll want to watch both of them. Yeah. Uh, the Thieves, which is free on YouTube. Um, and then, uh, Rob, I watched that yesterday morning, and then Robin and I watched uh, Assassination last night. Same director. I forget his name. Uh, a lot of the same cast. Um Sorry, I'm just getting a text from Robin that she made it to Belfast. Good. Woohoo! Uh, the director is Choi Dong Hoon. Uh, and those are his two most popular movies. He's only got, what, five, six uh, total. Thieves is more popular, and I think it's the earlier one. Uh, I guess not by much. Uh, 2015, 2012. Um, 
Thieves is basically, uh, or going in, I thought it was basically Ocean's Eleven, which it pretty much is. There's one thief trying to steal this diamond that mm-hmm. he's stolen before, and you know it's been stolen back a couple times. And he is bringing on two different uh, teams that he has worked with in the past that also don't get along, yeah. one Japanese and one uh, Korean group. And so the whole thing is, is, so it's a, you know, that many people heist movie. And I just showed Dan the thing. It's like, there's like nine people. It's like, it's basically like Ocean's Eleven. Uh, so I guess I would say that there are 11 of them. And obviously there is a lot of backstabbing going on and no one trusts each other. And the Japanese team doesn't trust the Korean team. And then the Koreans within the team don't trust each other. And so on and so forth. So, and then you have this whole thing that happened, had happened years ago the, between the, the, the lead guy and one of the women on the Korean team, one of the safe crackers. And then the lead guy's daughter is a cop who's also a safe cracker and she's trying to catch him. And they got good backup safe crackers. Oh, yeah, there's, there's just all kinds of shit going on in this movie. Uh, it takes a turn about, and again, it's fucking long. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. <laughs> They're all fucking two hours and 20 minutes yep. long. Um, I know whenever I get one that's like the one I'm watching, the secret reunion is like yeah. an hour and 59. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was what why I watched What happened place. there? That was why I watched it in the first place. Are there, there, are there 20 minutes of deleted scenes? I was going to say, there's a lot on the cutting room floor. Um, uh, I won't say any more than that because I do want you, I do think you should watch yeah. it. But it does, it. It starts to take it. It's one of those things where it starts to take a turn that you feel like is pretty much going by the numbers of a heist movie, and we're leading up to the finale. And you look, and there's like an hour left, and you're like, "Wait a second. A lot of times, I just go, "Oh fuck!" But this time, I was like, "Wait a second. That's interesting. What are they gonna do with this last hour? If this, if we're at where I think is." W on the alphabet. <laughs> Are we really at like N? You know, for as far as this, that was a terrible alphabet movie <laughs> timeline analogy. Uh, I thought that we were like 90% done. Turns out we're only like 65. Um, so things get more interesting. It's the sort of thing that would have been made into two movies in America. Mm. There would have been a part one and part two. Oh, cool. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, but I think you will enjoy it. And then, but I, but the one that I, and that's the more popular of the two is the thieves of the ones that we watched last night. Uh, I liked, I think, and Robin really liked assassination. She didn't watch uh, the thieves, but she saw some of it. Um, but she probably would have said the same thing. Assassination is uh, of the, of the ones I've watched this month um, of my log jam of fours. I would put it pretty close to the top. Um Obviously, Parasite's first, and then A Taxi Driver, I think, is my only four and a half that I've given anything this month. Uh, or since we've started watching mm-hmm. these, it was it was in May, technically. But, um, but man, Assassination would be close to the top of my fours. So it's definitely worth watching. And that one is... That one I bought because it was $5.99 on Vudu. It might also be available somewhere. I don't know. Did you look into any more of the uh, on-demand Korea service about, I have about subtitles? Because that's the only thing. Because I, I would yet. totally plop down six bucks 
for a month and watch the four or five on there that I know I want to see. And then if there were more on there, I would just keep doing it. But now, the majority of my, I'm looking at most of mine have been three and a half and fours. Yeah. Um, Phantom Detective, I gave four and a half and the Outlaws, I gave a five just because that's my type of movie. Oh, yeah. Like, I can understand why someone would not give that a five star, but that's my jam. I, I mean, four stars. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I really liked it. That was, it was, and I also, I'm the worst at, uh, if you go to my, oh, I started, I did that too. Um, uh, I put the, in the link, I put the link to uh, my June in the Park list on our, uh, uh, under the, the podcast description. Something I noticed, and I guess I can show you because you're right here on Google. Um, and the only way that I would know that, that you would know this happens is uh, if you're the one that uploads the podcast. But when I put titles, when I add titles to the to the thing, little uh, ah, little uh, links to the movies that yeah. I put in the title, I didn't do that. I always assumed like on when you go to like how did this get made that the little link for the movie is there. I thought they put that in there, mm. but no, it's just because uh, last week's episode was the Outlaws, the Piper, and the Wailing, and then yeah, we got little <laughs> on Google little podcast, movie posters right there. There's little links to the movies, and that's it will actually just... very cool. So. I didn't know, uh, and I, you know, you'd never know that unless you, nope. unless you know that you didn't do that, because <laughs> I know I didn't do that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, it's very cool. If so, I, and I don't know, I'm sure other podcast services have a similar thing, but if you listen to us on Google Podcast, um, or if you have, or if you want to download that, there's, uh, yeah, so whenever I put titles of movies in there, uh, it looks like it'll just uh, pop up little links to the movies. Uh, it's not like you can't look it up on your own, but that's still no. kind of neat. It is. It's easier to click yeah. than to enter a search bar. Oh, there's Tilly. Pausing. We're back. Tilly is just the best. She wanted to tell me that the cat was standing on the windowsill on his hind legs trying to unlock the window. Yep. If he and, is, and then he would have lifted the window. And then he would have lifted it. Uh, if, if that's what he was trying to do, kudos. Yeah, smart uh, cat. <laughs> what else can you say? I mean, yeah. It's All right. We'll see you next week. Warranted fear. Yep. Uh, what were we oh, we were talking about the Google yeah. podcast thing. Uh, what else did I? And I said I watched John Wick. I'm watching Minority Report right now um, because I wanted something I didn't have to pay attention to. Uh, and also because it's I had finished watching the the we talked about last week, the free stuff on YouTube that is it's not bootleg. It's it's licensed. It's yeah. clearly, it's a YouTube, it's something YouTube is paying for. Um, and that's where I watch the thieves. And it's also where new world and suspect and company man are all free on YouTube right now. But also on there was minority report. And I haven't seen minority report in probably at least a decade. Yeah. I think I watched that like this when it came out Yeah, on video, maybe one more time since then. And then yeah, it's been a long, it's, which is weird because it's a Spielberg film with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I never watched that. And it's also, um, it's well regarded as yeah. far as it, it, it holding up. Yeah. Um, so far I'm 44 minutes into yeah. it's holding up. It's, it's exactly what I remember of it. I, I, I've seen it enough times that nothing is, oh yeah, that, but yeah, it holds up. It's uh, the 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 funny thing about it because this is when was that made? 
2000, 99? Yeah. In that two, time 2000 period? 2000 ish. 2001, maybe. Um, so it's a 20-year-old movie about the future. So it's always fun watching future movies yeah. from, you know, 20 or more years ago, especially like 80s stuff. Well, I mean, look at Star Wars. They're mm. all wear, using tube fucking uh, <laughs> monitors with green text and stuff. Um, the thing that I think is funny in stuff like that is, and this is also a because it looks cool type thing, especially in Minority Report, is everything is still physical media. Yeah. Um, in this, they use those little clear, they look like discs. slides. Yeah, yeah they look like kind of their clear glass, like disc slides, um, which is very cool because uh, everything's done on clear screens. And mm-hmm. um, this mo- a lot of stuff that they do in this movie is kind of not revolutionary, but um, not far off from well, the, the when you walk by certain things, it plays an ad that. Yeah. That's what our fucking phones do. Yes. And the the eye recognition stuff. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's accurate. The way, when this movie came out, the way that he moves stuff stuff around a screen was very... Yeah, but your But iPad, that's pretty your, much what you're doing. That's what tablets do. That's what tablets are. Yeah. The, the, the whole idea of using touch as the interface, yeah. uh, where technically he's not touching anything on this, but yeah. it's his hand movements. But it's still the same thing. But it's the same thing. Yeah. So that part is very cool, because it's all like, yeah, that's pretty much, mm-hmm. that's exactly how things work. Uh, but they, but yet yeah, everything is still on little, he's got a little thing of discs at his home yeah. and he puts his home videos in and stuff. <laughs> like that part of it is still like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the rest of it, 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 it holds up well. It's, look, he, Spielberg knows how to make a movie, yeah. and Tom Cruise knows how to be a movie star. I mean, that's it's hard to go wrong there. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, my I just had to watch it because I needed something on, and it popped up on HBO, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't seen that in forever." The technology does not hold up. Spies like us, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great movie. It, it uh, it's still incredibly funny. Yeah, like I mean, it's. It's still got a little bit of racism in there because it's the 80s and yeah. white guys poked fun at everybody who wasn't them. Yeah. But it's, you know, Chase and Hackwright are still funny. Yeah. Um, And what really surprised me the most on this watch is how many directors are in this film. Like acting in it? Yeah. Like um, the, the other, like, you know how they were the duplicate team? Yeah. The other team that has the hot woman? Yeah. Her partner is Terry Gilliam. Okay. Um, when they go to the drive-in theater, the two... You should probably explain what Spies Like Us okay, is. Okay, Spies before, Like Us is an early <laughs> 80s film with... Mid? Mid-80s. Mid. I bet it's yeah, 86. 80, 80, yeah, probably 86. It's directed by John Landis, starring Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. Um, Chevy Chase is a diplomat. Uh, Dan 85. A- mm-hmm. 85, yeah. Uh, and Dan Aykroyd is like a very smart, like, kind of codebreaker guy. Um, but people don't like either of them because Chevy Chase is Chevy Chase. It's the Chevy Chase he is in pretty much every role. The dick. And Dan Aykroyd's kind of the nerdy, nebbish guy who's too smart for everyone, but no one really likes him. Oh, they, Davison's in this movie. they get picked for a program. Uh, basically, they need to send some spies into the Middle East to counteract Russia. I like the Afghanis are our friend in this one, right? Um, but they know if they send a pair of spies in, they'll probably get captured. So they send two sets of spies, the dec- and one is the decoy team, which they hope will get picked up while the other team can work. 
Right. The decoy team is Ackroyd and Chase. They're pretty much turned like made spies over like a forty-eight hour period by Bernie Casey, um, who is just doing his usual Bernie Casey no nonsense. I can't believe I have to do this shit. Um, <laughs> and then you know they they luck their way through their mission and eventually end up saving the day once we learn that the people who are their bosses are actually trying to start a nuclear war. Right. And they end up you know saving the day through their knowledge, and yay, but like. Man, it's a huge cast. Yeah. My God. But like um, It goes on forever. Yeah. The uh the the security guards at the fake drive-in yep. are one of the Cohen brothers Joel. and Sam Raimi. Yep. Um then three more security guards are like BB King and Christ, I can't Michael Apted. Uh I've never yeah. heard of him, but Michael Brest is also a Martin Breast. Martin Breast, yeah. sorry, is also... He's also dry. Yeah. Like, all these little bit roles in this... I mean, I know John Landis is a fucking fame whore. He always yeah. has been. But yeah, he cast so many directors in bit parts in this film. It's crazy. Yeah, B.B. King. And it, it was nothing I would have known in 1986 when we were watching this oh, on both HBO. Cohen's are in there. Yeah. Again. This was one of those films that was perennially on HBO. Oh yeah, like, and I just mostly the one thing you remember the felt most like is, daily is when they were when they the Russians were playing the song Soul Finger. Yeah, and Chase and Aykroyd pretended to be aliens, and Chevy Chase always fucking gets the girl in whatever film he's fucking in. At that yeah, time. which which that was one of the ones that was always kind of confusing to me. Yeah. Like him. Yeah, I get it. He's tall, but yeah. He's he's kind of goofy looking. He's balding. Like, what about him? I, I, that, yeah, that's the thing. It, it was it was and like he's always an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why do you like him? Why like, is he? he is am all, I? Am he I sexually be... harasses every woman yeah. in every film he's ever been in? Am I to believe that she would even give him the time of day? Because yeah. I don't think she like, would. This you know? woman's, and I'm, I'm talking this about woman, every movie. This woman's a super spy. Yeah, she would probably just shoot him and move on. Like. The woman in Fletch, she wouldn't be caught dead with him. No. In a million years. Same with, like, same with Caddyshack. Same with pretty much, like you said, everything. There's no way Goldie Hawn is putting up with his bullshit and funny farm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? it, it, it's just, he was the fucking star. Yeah. I guess. But, I mean, I gave it, gave it three stars. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's in mid-80s comedy, but I still, I highly enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I could. That's, that's the sort of thing I, you could Put on at yeah. any time. Yeah, uh, I had a weird day where I watched that and like Black Rain. I don't think I liked Black Rain. It's okay. Yeah, it's That's the Michael Douglas one, right? Should, yeah, with Michael Douglas and Andy Garcia, they play two U.S. cops who catch a Yakuza J- member J- in New York yeah. and have to take him back to Japan. They get duped. I think, and I, then they have to catch him before heading back home. I think I re- what I I think I remember about it is like. Oh, this looks awesome, and then I think I found it boring. Well, it's Ridley Scott, so it should be better. It looks great. It's a gorgeous film. Michael Douglas is oddly puffy in the (laughs) movie. Uh, This is before he became became I Fuck Everything in the 90s, Michael Douglas. Speaking of puffy, did you watch uh, any of the Friends reunion? Yeah. Robin watched that was, uh, I don't even think she finished it, but we watched, uh, we were watching the first half, and it was like, my God, you guys. Yeah. I kind of like that Matt LeBlanc is just whatever, though, now. Yeah. But, like, um, uh, Schwimmer's had some. Oh, he you looks gotta, terrible. you got to stop with the injections, dude. We know how. We know you're almost 50. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You look like shit. Y- yeah. 
Yeah, the only yeah, pretty much the only uh, Andrea and I discussed the same thing. The only one who looked fine, Lisa Kudrow, and, and Joey, Matt, and and Matt Perry, who was like the super handsome one who now looks like Irish grandpa, you know. And yeah, he he's put on like us. I mean, I can't say for us because we've put on weight since we were twenty four. Oh, yeah, but, um, but yeah, he's put on a good amount and just doesn't seem to care. No, and he looks great. Yeah. But yeah, like but you said, like yeah, like, David Schwimmer looks fake. Yeah, Courtney Cox looks awful, which is weird because ten, when ten years ago on Cougar Town, she looked great. Yeah, and then and, yeah, but now she looks terrible. But the thing is, <laughs> we're saying this, and I was like, man, you guys are dicks. No, she looks terrible because she's she's like, done some shit. She to her looks face. like a, a a plastic. She looks like a Barbie doll that's been in the sun for yeah. too long and has like melted a little bit. Like yeah. man, just. You're a beautiful woman. Yeah. Just let yourself age. Yeah. We know you're exactly. in your fifties. Like, yeah. Because like, like, that's pretty much what Lisa Kudrow looks like. I yeah. don't. I would she be hard terrific. pressed to say she actually did anything. She might have. I don't know. But like when you look at Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston, and then her, you're like, yep. One of those. Oh yeah. Two of those have definitely had more work done than the other. And like you said, like David Schwimmer. Yeah, he looks like shit. And it's did, so did funny because you put molding clay yeah, in your face. You don't look younger. It makes you look older. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't, I, I, and I know you, there's a whole uh, body dysmorphia mm-hmm. issue behind that. Also, that once you're you're around that every day, this you know that's those are the people that he talks to. They all have yeah. fucking business cards. Well, they, they yeah. don't, probably don't well, carry see, it's business funny too, cards it's anymore. Like you but, always hear the thing with like a lot of a lot of the Hollywood actresses get work done because otherwise they won't get jobs. Right. Like no one will hire them if they. But it's like none of these people need jobs. No, they and, were making a million an episode, like the final two seasons of that show, and I'm sure their residuals are oh, through the fucking roof. They're still uh, Jennifer Aniston is still the highest paid actress in Hollywood. Yeah, every year, like when you count that stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, I looked up like their net worth, and I think like the lowest, the one with like the lowest net worth is still worth like fifty something million dollars. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think. <laughs> I think it takes you out of a lot of roles too. Mm-hmm. Like you can't Courtney Cox could not play a convincing down on her luck trailer park yeah. type person like because she clearly has had thousands of dollars worth of bad work done. Mm-hmm. So it's you're like Courtney Cox is never going to be in Nomadland. No. You know, like she can't do, she cannot do it. You yeah. could not Convince me yeah. that this person with the plastic-looking lips, mm-hmm. who is clearly in her fifties, mm-hmm. but has like this plastic sheen over who her, who had more money injected into her lips than like the RV that she's driving, yeah, than, she's than the trying, RV she's, that she's trying to in. convince me that she owns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So uh, it's you know, look, Schwimmer's not doing anything anyway, but no. like Courtney Cost. Cox is a good actress. Yeah. She can be in stuff until she wants to not be in stuff anymore. Yeah. But you are locking yourself out of roles when... Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I feel like at it, it seems like the more famous you get and rich, the more self-conscious you are about stuff like that. I feel like I would be the opposite. I would be like... I would be Matt LeBlanc. Like, I don't give I'd a shit like, yeah. what you think of me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to show up here looking the way I am. Yeah. And guess what? I'm still, I'm worth $50 million. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. That was, I watched, we watched the whole re- reunions, but again, enough with James Corden doing anything anymore. Oh, I'm, he was the host. Wasn't he was he? the host. I'm fucking sick of him. Yeah, me too. Um, 
Because he asked, like, they had like a, a, a you know, like a Q&A session. Yeah. The audience asked better questions than he did. Yeah. He was just basically there fawning over them, which again. Well, I'm sure all of his questions were pre-screened. Yeah, but again, that's not what. Yeah, it, I know. But yeah. what have you been up to? We know what they've been up to. <laughs> yeah. They've never left the fucking spotlight. Right. They yeah, will, right. <laughs> they will always be in people. If fucking, even if David Schwimmer does something tomorrow, it's going to be in people. Yeah. Or fucking Us Weekly, or one yeah. of those. Well, as as long as uh, Friends is one of the most streamed television shows in the world, which it has been for oh, years yeah. and continues sure to be. I'm sure HBO Max's subscription rates went yeah. through the fucking roof oh, yeah. when when Friends went over to there. It was a big deal. Well, that that was the first. That was the first time uh, when they were talking about the the Friends Netflix money that I was like, oh wow, yeah. there's. We're talking big money because it was like a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. just to license Friends for a year. Yeah, that's one show. Mm-hmm. That was my that was my moment of like, whoa, this is. Yeah, they're talking about major money yeah. here. Yeah, and then when, then stuff. you then everyone's like, well, you know, wondering why all these networks are coming out with their own streaming networks because there's that's money what? to be fucking made. And if you just and look, I'm all for it. I if yeah. I hope cable slow. I hope cable dies and yeah. satellite. Um, as far as a delivery, because I think they've also finally figured out that we can't have our Paramount mm-hmm. or NBC Universal streaming service and charge twenty dollars because yeah. that's kind of what a lot of those things did in the beginning. It's like, yeah, no one's going to do that for your two or three shows. That they yeah, I mean, even HBO Max went with a cheaper option that yeah. just had ads. Yeah, yeah, which whatever. Um, but- but if you're telling me for five ninety nine, I can try it out for a month. Yep, I am way more willing to subscribe to any service that's yeah. under ten bucks. And if I see one that's like fifteen, I'm like, no, I'm good. At at that level, I have to. You have to be. It has to be part of my ingrained as part of my life. Is yeah. I mean, like Disney was smart with that, where they combined like Disney and Hulu and ESPN yeah. and National Geographic. But it's gotten to the point where. I mean, I think Netflix and Hulu are still, I mean, if you were to, with the kids, it's hard because they'll watch the same shit all fucking day. So Hulu probably uh, wins. But if you just took the stuff that Robin and I watch, uh, I bet Disney's not far behind. I I would say Netflix and Hulu are by far one and two, but I bet Disney's not as far behind HBO as I would think on my personal. Especially with not with the new content they're creating. Yeah. I mean, I want to know what the numbers for Loki were. Because mm. I know, like, people are... I don't have... Have you watched the first yes. episode? Yes. It's fucking phenomenal. Yep. It's a great episode. And I'm like, shit. And they were smart, because this is, like, the first thing where they're integrating scenes from, like, other movies. Yeah. And it's like, that's a... God. You know, I watched it, and I'm like, I kind of want to go fucking watch The Avengers now. Yeah. You know, because it shows scene from The Avengers. It's like, brilliant fucking move. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was uh, the thing I thought. The thing I thought that was interesting going in that I hadn't thought about until someone pointed it out in a video I was watching a few weeks ago. I don't remember what it was, but that the Loki everyone loves. This ain't him. Yeah, like the Loki everyone loves is Loki from that that head character growth. Yeah, from the he dark has world an ex- and he Ragnarok. has right. He hasn't experienced any of that, and that's what's great about it. And but I really thought that they were going to 
lean heavier into that, but they basically got him to they he got to kind of watch videos of mm-hmm. of what would happen. And I hope that they're not saying, okay, well, there's that character growth. He's the same guy now. Yeah. I because he watched his possible future. Because that was like the best part was watching ultimate hubris Loki versus bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because not even you can take down the red tape, man. Yeah. The whole thing when he has to like take a number. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still like, nope. Doesn't matter what, you, what you've been able to do. If you're a fucking god, you still, you need to take a number or you're not getting seen at that window. Yeah. It's it's wonderful to play that. Well, and it's also it's very it's very comic booky for there. There's always someone more powerful mm-hmm. that like you thought that Loki or in Loki's mind he's a god. He's the height of there not beings. You know there are some beings more powerful, but he's aware of them. He knows yeah. who Thanos is. He knows yeah. who Odin is, um, and other. Uh, but he he still feels like he has a chance against those. He'll fight yeah. with those people. He doesn't understand that he can't even do that here because yeah. <laughs> like his magic is useless and, mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, so it is very comic booky that there's always someone more powerful. Um, the even better, uh, the one from the trailer uh, that I really like is please sign this. It's like a stack of papers of everything oh, he's yeah. ever said. And he yeah. says, this is, he says, are you kidding me? This is absurd. Another thing prints out and he puts it back on sign yeah. this too. Then he says one more thing. Prince yeah. said another thing. I was like, that joke could have gone on for another 30 seconds. I still yes. would have been laughing. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. And the whole gist of it is essentially they're using this Loki to hunt another version of himself. Yeah. And it's like, well, fuck, how did that Loki break free from the time stream? Which one is it? Right. Um, and I don't know if you noticed it, the little cartoon thing where it's discussing the timekeeper things. Yeah. That's Kang in the middle. Oh. That's Kang the, that's Kang the Conqueror in the middle. Okay. So... This might play into Kang being in uh, the next Doctor Strange. You might see Doctor Strange. It talks about the Nexus beings, which we just learned Scarlet Witch is a Nexus being. So Disney's doing a good job of bringing all their shit together in these. Well, and they said, and again, who knows how much of this is just like PR speak, although this wouldn't make sense to lie about. Um that this show, out of all of the Disney Plus shows, this will have the most impact on the MCU as a movie. Which makes sense, because, again, yeah. it's dealing with the nexus of all realities, and it's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. You know? And I mean, although, I mean, you would have thought that uh, that WandaVision, but I mean, you could see where yeah. that could... That could still be kind of off to the side, but, uh, yeah, definitely uh, throwing in all the all the multiverse stuff. Uh, different timelines. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of bummed to find out that the that the the quick DB Cooper thing that you get from the trailer is just a flashback that this happened. You're not gonna we're not gonna see it. Yeah, it was a bet. From, between, it was a bet between him and Thor. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Another one of my favorite gags: the fucking Infinity Stones. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, they just show up there. Yeah. Yeah, well, because it makes sense yeah. that people that were fucking with the time, the ones most likely to be apprehended because they were fucking with the timeline, yeah. would be doing so. Yeah. Essentially, there's an office drone worker who has a drawer full of Infinity Stones. Because separate timeline Infinity Stones just show up there because, yeah. because I, of assholes like Loki. <laughs> and I don't know if you knew this, but the creator of this show is one of the produ- has been one of the producers on Rick and Morty. Oh, no, I wouldn't have known that. So, but rewatch it with that knowledge, yeah. And like that desk guy, you're gonna, what's a fish? 
<laughs> That's a total Rick and Morty character. Yeah. Like, if you're going to pick a guy to run a show that fucks with timelines, yeah. one of the producers oh. from Rick and Morty is genius. Yeah. Because um, there was actually a thing with Dan Har- Dan Harmon yeah. recently where he's like, I keep losing all my best people to Marvel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like a really good head coach that gets... Yeah, coaches underneath. This is like last week with Krzyzewski and Duke. Yeah, I get all these great players and coaches, and they go elsewhere. Yeah, well, yeah, Yeah, because I'm great. (laughs) Uh, Uh, but yeah, but Black Rain. Yeah, no, it (laughs) that was such an '80s fucking movie. It felt it felt old the second I started watching it. Yeah, um, very. It's funny watching a film, watching a lot of Korean films as we are right now. It's funny to watch a film where an American shows up in another land. Yeah, and he's the worst fucking cop. Yeah. He's terrible. He gets pretty much everyone he deals with killed or in trouble because he's an idiot. <laughs> because he's like, well, this is how it works in America. You're in Japan, man. Yeah. You can't pull your same old bullshit. Um, yeah. That, that, that's my... That's <laughs> did, my you, did you see the Statue of Liberty on your way over here? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is jarring? And I can't... I don't remember which one it was. It must have been Thieves. Um... When you see a white person in like the Korean, because mm-hmm. look, Korean movies are not diverse. <laughs> I hate to point this out. Yeah, uh, everyone is either Korean, Japanese, or Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, there are even very few like Southeastern Asia. Like sometimes there are some Vietnamese people, but very rarely. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly uh, um, Korean, Japanese, and Chinese. Yeah. Uh, so it's sometimes it's jarring. Like, hey, a white person. Because well, what's really funny? Too, what's she doing there? If you go on IMDb, often the lead the lead actors are white people. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, really? That's interesting. It happens like, a, it, like if there are one it, or two white people in it. No, no, no. They're not even in it. I'm guessing it's the actors who did the dubs. Oh, the dubbing. Yes, yes. No, I have seen. But that. which one? I'm still like, yeah. Why are they fucking first? Yeah, because that ha- I was looking at one thing, and Andrew's like, we just watched that movie. There were no white people in that. I didn't see any of these chalky motherfuckers in there. Exactly. Where's fucking Paleface? I don't yeah. remember seeing him at all. But that's that what dude. happens. IMDb will quite that's... often throw them up <coughs> first. Yeah, that's and I'm like, that's terrible. Yeah. That's absolutely awful that you give someone, we don't even know who they, it's not even like, oh, fucking Tom Cruise did the voiceover narration for right. this type of thing. It's like, no, it's someone, oddly enough, it's often a voiceover work actor you oh, know yeah definitely. who you're not going to recognize from their face definitely but it's like yeah you, you gave them first billing on the imdb page it's kind of ethnocentric dude we should be be, be better than that <laughs> be better imdb I'd, I'd be a little pissed if i made that movie and if i was an actor in that film and i'm like the fifth person have any uh just speaking of that any of your june in the parks been dubbed no. Or have you watched all subtitles? All subtitles. Because I, I, we've talked about this before. I cannot watch dubbing. No. I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, and I wish I could. I wish I could get past it. This is, again, I, every time we talk about this, whenever we've talked, I just feel like the, uh, I want to slap myself because we sound douchey talking about our foreign films and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Although this is not like. But then again, we also just discussed stuff. Spies Like Us. Yeah, we did. And it's also, it's not like we're talking about, uh, you know, the 1950s French movies and shit like that. We're. These are still... We're not going to talk to dark? No, we're not. Uh, you can, but just on your way home. Just talk. Just pretend there's a mic still there. Um, but the the dubbing, I, I really wish I could because you do miss a lot. Because a lot of these movies are complex. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't know that they'd be all that complex if you weren't having to read everything. Mm, yeah. Because even when, uh, like when we're watching a, uh, just a movie in English, um, we'll usually have the subtitles on because kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times where you're taking the, in the, this is just on a sensory level, you're seeing it visually. You never have to take your eyes off the actors or what's going on in the scene. And you're getting it delivered through your ears. So it's a lot easier to get stuff right away. Yeah. Then I know I miss a lot because I'm reading dialogue and I'm not seeing what's going on on screen all the time. That's where uh, that's where Thieves gets hard because you know the scene in heist movies where there's quick cuts because somebody is doing a voiceover explaining what the thing is. Like, so-and-so is going to go through the vault and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they're quick cutting between all the people doing their jobs. And it's not clear who's talking because it's voiceover. And everything's happening mm-hmm. quickly. It's like, I missed most of that because I was yeah. reading oh, it. I mean, we've talked about, I still haven't finished Space Weepers yet, but that that was very a big much, problem. Yeah. Very much so in that movie. Mm-hmm. But that goes away if you understand the language. So if it was... If I could get past the dubbing, mm-hmm. then a lot yeah. of movies like it's that tough. would be easier to watch. But I've I've done it on films I've seen like three or four times. Yeah. Where I'll be like, okay, I know what happens now. I'll just throw the dubbing on so I can do something else. Yeah. Facebook just reminded me that five years ago today, we were in Washington, D.C. watching the Cubs play the Nationals. Huh. How about that? Funny that we were just talking about it. Yeah. Although I guess not too funny because it would be graduation weekend, which is why we were talking yeah. about it in the first place. Yep. But it was exactly five years ago today. Because I was trying to find our Facebook page because it just reminded me of something else I wanted to talk about today. Do you know what shirt I wore to the... Do you remember what shirt I wore to the... You wore a Scherzer shirt, right? No. No? To the game? No. I had this shirt on. That's right. You did. You had the Cubs face one. That's amazing. Yeah. Because I did not play in this. I slept in this shirt last night. So it's not like like I was picked it out this morning. Um, No, that's that's actually really funny. Uh, Yeah, the odds of that are are astronomical. I thought for sure I posted it on our Facebook page, but I guess I didn't. Um, News has come out this week. That movie pass was even shadier than we thought. Oh, I saw something like that. I didn't click on it. Oh. Uh, fill me in. <laughs> well, I, do you remember it happened to me a time when you had to reset your password? Actually, first, uh, for those that don't know, explain what movie pass was. Movie pass was a thing about three years ago now. Yeah, where if you paid $10 a month, you could see as many movies as you wanted. At the theater. At the theater. And everyone's like, it's too good to be true. They're going to go out of business. <laughs> guess and what? guess what? <laughs> it was... But before they died off, they tried a bunch of stuff like, well, okay, now you can see three movies a week, it was a, a month, or we were okay, just fascinated by it, or uh, it has to be a, you know, it has to be an available film, you know, type of thing. Where basically, and this happened to me one time, you're like, okay, yep, I can go watch that film because you had to click on an app, check in, yeah. and then you could buy your ticket, right? Blah blah blah. But only once you checked in. But, and so you'd be like, okay, that film's available. You'd drive to the theater. You'd go to do it. And it's like, oh, that film's no longer available. <laughs> what do you it know? Was, It'd be like, oh, the only thing available is the 4.30 showing of something no one wants to watch. Right. It was the sort of thing where, like you said, it, it sounds too good to be true, and it is. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, for the amount of money it was, it was like, yeah, but it's not like... Yeah. You're going to be, this is going to wipe you out for 10 bucks a month. What if it's not a complete horror show? Yeah. So like, 
I never thought you were crazy for subscribing because, like, for a while, yeah, I was, was seeing great. four or five mo- movies a month for um, ten bucks. But you, we, we knew the oh, whole yeah. time there was no way this can hold up. Well, I mean, one of the things they hoped that people would kind of forget about it, like gym memberships, and just still pay it ten bucks sure. a month and not ever use it. And then they were going to s- sell the information they gained from people's viewing habits, right? And become a player, right? Yeah, you know? it wasn't. It they're going to be able to use their information in their base to. Strike negotiation, you know, the business model wasn't selling movie tickets. It was selling your, your movie preferences, which I'm sure they thought they were super smart. I thought they, I'm sure they thought they were the second coming of Mark Zuckerberg at the time. Unfortunately, the people that bought into the cards early and often were the people who are like, I'm going to go to the movies fucking every day this week. Yeah, just like anything, anything that comes out, the the first adopters are the hardcores. Yeah, which meant they were losing astronomical yeah. amounts of money. They didn't have the capital to continue on with their plan. Right. Because they never made it out of, like, stage one. So, that, again, they started adjusting things. And eventually, I, we all were like, well, fuck this. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, And one of the things, like, one of the very last things I did was they're like, oh, well, you need to change your password. Like, I went to the theater to check in. It's like, oh, well, you got to change your password. And then it wouldn't let you change your password. Yeah. That was on purpose. They targeted wow. people like that. They targeted the the frequent users. Wow. And made it so you had to re-log in and then the servers were down. Or you had to, there was a thing where you, for a while, I didn't get to this point, where you had to like take a photo of your ticket and send it to them to prove. But the system they used wouldn't upload the, the photo. And then if you went to the page, it wouldn't work. So essentially, people are just like, oh, fuck this, I'm just paying for it, whatever. Right. <clears throat> they were doing this shit on purpose for like a month and a half. Where And then, like, if you had to call, in, you had to call, like, their customer service line, no one would answer. Right. Or you'd be put on hold purposefully with no end in sight. Right. Because then you're not going to wait around on hold if your movie starts in 15 minutes. Yeah, you're, you're on just the clock. not going to. So, yeah, they, they were doing that shit on purpose. <laughs> Like every roadblock they could think of. Yeah, because when your uh, when your customer service window is just by yeah. definition of the problem this big, you know, like and that was twenty thing, minutes long, you couldn't buy a ticket for a show later in the day. You had to be right. within like a half an hour window of the so, show starting. So the, to buy the, the ticket. clock is ticking. All they've got to do is run it out. Yeah, which they did all the time. Wow. Yeah, and then like, is they, there anyone? Is there even anyone left to sue? No. I mean, yeah, no, but then like yeah. that says that's got class action written all over. It. It's oh, also got yes. going to jail. All <laughs> yeah. Over it. yeah. Cause there's some serious for like knowing they knew they were committing fraud. Oh yeah. Some people are going to jail when you do that. shit like that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there will be more news coming forth, but reading that it was like, yep. They purposely threw monkey wrenches into the system so that basic, the basic stuff wouldn't <coughs> work. Because I remember, like, yeah, like I said, I'd go to a movie and all of a sudden that movie's not available anymore. They did that on purpose because they know most people are going to look up the movie before they go. Yeah. So they know what movie you want to see, and then they make it so you can't see that one. And when they started making certain ones not available to... Yeah. uh, It got to the point where... I know it got to the point with you where... Nothing that this thing is telling me I can go see. I've seen everything that they're telling. Either that yeah. or you have just abs- no, in, you're never ever yeah. going to go to My Little Pony or whatever. You exactly. Know? Uh, and those ended up being the ones available. Like yep. even like Marvel movies were like never available. No, no. 
They, and they even, for a while, they were like, oh, well, for the first two weeks, yeah. you can't see that. And one. then it was just like, it's like you're never seeing Endgame. Yeah. You know? Nobody's waiting to see that. Right. You know, you're going to go. And that's what they they banked on, was that you would have the card, and and apparently there were other other people where they would cancel their membership, and they just wouldn't do it. Yeah. They'd be oh, like, yeah. That was the one that was the one that came out at the time. Yeah. But nope, that was, was purposeful. That oh, yeah. wasn't sure. accidental. That wasn't something slipped through the system. Nope. They just, you canceled it, and they're like... No, no, we disagree. Yeah. <laughs> We're not breaking up yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's like an abusive partner. Um, but yeah, it was, cr- it was the the list of things that has grown over three years that that com- the shit that that company has done. It's just insane. There's, uh, you caught lightning man. in the bottle in a very bad way. I hope Alice Gibney is working on. A documentary. I mean, the only thing left is like, oh, by the way, if you use that app, it gave you herpes. <laughs> Somehow. Gibney could make a great oh. uh, documentary about, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm sure someone is working on it, because this is the type of thing that nerds love. Yeah. is Especially when they like taking down nerd corporations and shit like that, or what, whatever limited liability company it was. Well, I mean, uh, I'm specifically thinking of the, like, one of the best documentaries, one of my favorite documentaries ever was the the, the Enron one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that the smartest guys in the room? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if he made something like that, but with uh, with MoviePass, it's called the dumbest guys in the room. Yeah. Vox. <laughs> and, and it's Vox that's doing a lot of the articles. So oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. MoviePass was even shadier than we thought. Amazing. Yep. Trying to think if there's anything I've skipped over. Because, yeah, it's talking about the glitches and the premium fees and you can't cancel your subscriptions. Yeah, was there was a thing about there was a thing with the uh, the pay structure, right? Because originally it was it was 10 bucks for oh, unlimited. There's right? actually, as reported by The New York Times Movie Pass on June 7th, agreed to settle with the FTC over accusation that the company knowingly deceived most of its active customers in order to cut its own costs. So yeah, we're we're so gonna see gonna, a doc- we're gonna see a documentary. So they're gonna pay a fine. Yeah, I would because I do want to know. I would like to know who's who's who is left to sue. Who I mean the the company doesn't exist anymore. I'm sure the people. Well, I'm seeing a name here. Uh, who's the uh, Firefest guy? The who company. Was... The companies were the data and analytics company Helios and Matheson. Okay. They 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 bought it at one point. Apparently, the original person who came up with it just did it enough to sell the fucking idea and then ran away. So he would be the smartest one in the room. (laughs) Feel like get the fuck out because this is going to be movie pass CEO Mitch Lowe and (sighs) Chairman Ted Farnsworth. Mitch Lowe, that name is sounding familiar. Mitch Lowe and Ted Farnsworth just sound like scumbag assholes. Mitch, that see that name is now sorry. I'm starting. That's familiar from. uh, Let me just Google Mitch Lowe back in the day. That wow, was silly. Really. She's pretty happy about whatever's going on on oh God, whatever it looks is like a dick play. bag. Probably. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he was also an executive at Netflix and was the president of Redbox. Huh. This guy's all over the uh, movie distribution yeah. uh, uh, wow. industry. He worked at McDonald's. He was president of Video Droid. You know what I meant to. Yeah, and he was a, he was 
The VP of Business Development and Strategic Alliances for Netflix from March of 1998 to January of 2003. So pretty much right when they were beginning. Yeah. So it seems like this dude does have good ideas. Uh, I'm looking it up. It just, uh, I just remembered it. Oh, look, there it is. Yeah, he's all over the place. There is the uh, the box art for Snowpiercer in Korea was Song Kang Ho. And really? Not, and not Chris Evans. Um, I saw it on something. I said, oh, I should get that poster. But here it is for 200 bucks. I'm not, I'm not going to pay you, but that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Apparently, Mitchell spent a youth smuggling goods and money in Europe. Good. According to Mitchlow.net. <laughs> yeah, good, I guess. I guess in, good for Mitchell. Innovator, Lowe. consultant, and speaker. That's what it labels him as. Criminal. Uh, did you say innovator? That was the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's just a, that's a, a red flag word right there. Uh, what else we got? Anything? No, he actually created Redbox. Holy shit. He's the reddest box. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I don't think there's oh, anything. Oh, the... the, the, the uh, it was on the Darren Van Damme movie, uh, scary movie one. I, I always watch those ones, uh, the horror movie related ones, knowing that I'm not going to watch any of the actual movies. Although Thirst was one of them. Did yep. you... Uh, on that list. But he did say this oh. is the least horror of all these yeah. horror movies. But the two that I... Uh, texted you about that I don't want to watch but I would like to hear about. Yeah. Um, one of them was St. Maud. St. Maud, which w- was supposed to come out like last January and then got pushed back because of the pandemic. It's now, it's on Amazon and Hulu so I need yep. to watch it. But yeah, that was one that was like a year ago people were talking about. Yeah. The other one, I can't remember what it was. It was uh, a lower Yeah. Uh, I was going to say budget, but like days ago that was how many days ago was that <laughs> three or four how uh, far jesus christ i don't know it doesn't matter um shit what was it but that was just movies that were because uh the con we talked about the conjuring mm-hmm. three three the yes. devil made me do it last week and the empty man was the other one Dude, it was yes. literally the last discussion we had on. <laughs> you you must have scrolled too quickly. I scroll. I thought it was like two days ago. No, it was it was yeah, it was Friday wow. at eight o'clock at night. <laughs> the empty man. Yeah, that's another one that just kind of looks like the Bye Bye Man and fucking Slender Man. I've heard okay things about it, but nothing yeah. great. Okay. Uh, the one thing I did want to talk about this you might actually from a sociological thing. This is kind of interesting. Um, it's on Shutter. They recently found a copy of this. Uh, we all know who George Romero is. Okay. Uh, creator of uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Pretty much the godfather of zombie movies in America. Um, they found a, f- a film that he had ru- been rumored to do forever ago and never couldn't find copies of it called The Amusement Park. Um, but a couple of years ago, right after his death, a copy was found and Shutter showed it this past week. Um, they went back and did like a rescanning of it and made it glorious. Um, this was, it's, it's a 52 minute film. So it's not like a full length film. 54, man. Ah, 54. But I counted it as such because after the premiere, they had like a 40 minute documentary about it. And you made so, sure to stick around for yeah, that. So like this counts now. Um, 
In the 70s, George Romero was paid by the Lutheran Church, of all people, to make a film about the dangers of growing old, like elderly abuse, you know, financial swindling, all that stuff. Okay. So he made this short little film about an an elderly man. Uh, The film starts out, it's in this white room. There's a guy sitting on the right, or on the left, elderly man, just looks beat to shit. He's just, just have all these bleeding. And there's another guy who looks pretty put together, but elderly as well. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go to the amusement park today. And the other guy's like, there's nothing out there for you. (laughs) It's awful. There's nothing out there for you. And the guy's like, oh, whatever. I'm, I can't wait. I'm going to go to the amusement park. So he goes through this door and finds himself in an amusement park. Uh, You immediately are met with a line of old people who are having to sell belongings in order to get tickets for the park. And people are like, this has been in my family for generations. But when they're like, I'll give you eight tickets for it, whatever, you know, and everybody's doing this and then they're getting tickets and they're going to the amusement park. And like everything is either it's too much for them. It's either too exciting or too violent or, you know, um, the food they have, uh, they don't get much food and it's gross. Um, It's (coughs) it's definitely like a cautionary parable. Yeah. And it's. I mean, people are like, oh, it's a scary movie. It's not really scary, but it's kind of nightmarish. Like, it's filmed like a horror movie at times. Yeah. Where things are just fucking overwhelming you, uh, like they're supposed to. And this guy just gets, you know, his money taken away. He gets beaten up at one point. By the end of the movie, he's, he needs to walk with a fucking walker. Um, and then at the end, he, j- he leaves the amusement park and goes into this room, and you find out that's the old guy from the very beginning. It's him, and then it just, the process starts over. Um... Well, the Lutheran church was like, holy fuck, we can't do anything with this. <laughs> and basically put it on a shelf. Like, this would have been the most trippy after-school special we would have seen as kids in the 80s. Well, and... Even more so than the kid who took Angel Dust, that one. The, uh... The... What was the initial... What was the Lutheran church originally planning on doing? It was, just, it? It was just like a PSA video. But... I think they just expected something very... To show where? I don't know. Like churches? Yeah, that's what I'm... That's, yeah. But again, did they realize they were hiring George Romero? I mean, they must have. They. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting... You don't, you don't do that by mistake. Yeah. But apparently, I mean, it, I can see why, like, I don't think you could show this film to, like, an 80-year-old and not have them freak the fuck out. Like, holy shit. I'm never leaving my house again. Um, but it's very effective. And yeah, it's just, it was weird that this was never released and it was on the shelf for 20 something fucking years, 40 years almost, um, until it finally aired. And so now it's, it's like this neat little, you know, curio piece. Like, yeah, how about that? Because this was after Night, Night of the Living Dead, but before Dawn. It was like right around the time, right before Crazies, I think. Maybe in before Martin, but. Wild. Yeah. So, it's one of those things, I know you're not going to watch it. No. But it was interesting. Someone out there might like it as much as I do. Yeah. Um, the Amusement Park, it's called. Where did yes. you watch it? Shutter. On Shutter. Yeah. I'm sure Something they'll else. eventually release a DVD of it with the with the talk. Because the, the talk had, like, uh, Tanana Reeve do, um, George Romero's wife, um, or daughter, I can't remember which. It probably uh, matters to one of them. And then, like, the head of Shudder, another, like, the head of Fangoria magazine was on there. It was an interesting little talk about them talking about it. 
uh, I listened to um, the Tammy and the T-Rex episode of How Did This Get Made Last Night. <laughs> I hadn't... I if had, you want to borrow that, I'll let well, you borrow it. I, I had... Uh, I had been kind of waiting because I knew that was a virtual live show and I was going to watch it. Um, but then I just said, fuck it and listen to it last night. And they were talking about that was a vinegar syndrome yes. release. And they found you when you said the they found the the this, this yeah. George Romero they, thing. Yeah, because that film, when it came out, it was originally supposed to be like a violent horror movie. And yeah. they turned it into like a teen, PG-13 PG teen comedy. Yeah. And it does not. But it has very young Paul Walker. Yep. Very young Denise Richards. Um, Bernie from Weekend to Bernie's. Bernie from Weekend to Bernie's. Um, the kid who played Isaac in Children of the Corn. Oh, okay. He plays. One, he plays one of the other mad scientists. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a weird fucking film, and it, it's what's very interesting. I, they talk about it on there like the c- title credits say Tanny. Yeah. In the T Rex. Very strange. Um, and and like no one can ever figure out why because she's clearly called Tammy in the movie. And nothing but Tammy. And like, right. what, like what they're guessing, it's probably right, is that the company that made it once, because the credits are like the last thing that get done. Yeah. They didn't have the money to have it done, re- you know, done again. Right. Because it, and it's not just a one-time typo. It's in the, it's, it's everywhere that it's written, written in the credits or yeah. in the, because like in the title card and then at the end, mm-hmm. like in the cast, uh, in the credits. Um, but anyway, to, to carry on with what you're saying, it's, it's an interesting story is that, the the original cut of the movie, which is a totally different thing, because like you said, it's very gory and there's a lot of blood and stuff, uh, was cut out to make this kind of teen. Yeah, whatever they were what trying the to make make. Uh, but we should mention this is 1994. Yeah. Uh, so when we say very young, I mean we're talking they're like 20 years old. Paul mm-hmm. Walker and uh, Denise Richards. Um, and it's a ridiculous premise. Oh yeah. The- Paul Walker gets murdered by some, like, the bad kids at school yeah. who are, like, 24. Yep. And As no one, and no movies one, often no, are. And no one really investigates his death. No. But his brain gets put into the body of a robotic T-Rex. Yeah. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. I mean, that's where you're starting. Yeah. Now, the cool thing about this is the re- you might be like, why did someone even come up with this? The director of the movie got a call that there was that the production company could get get a hold of a animatronic T-Rex for seven days because yep. it was on its way to an amusement park where yep. it was going to be part of something. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it's like a Jurassic Park yeah. level animatronic. And they came up with a dumb fucking movie idea and yeah. filmed. You know, they filmed it. They had the however many days they they were going to be able to have this thing before it was getting shipped out. Uh, so in that in that instance, like kudos, yeah. Uh, but it's just a bananas thing. But the the uh, the back to the vinegar syndrome thing. I don't know. Somehow the the gore cut got found or yeah. whatever and came out, and that's what they watched. Uh, yeah. Horror for nerds this. are big on shit like that. Oh like, sure. Like there's like Nightbreed was another one where there was like director's cut footage that was scrapped for like 20 fucking years. People are always looking for these things. Like there's, yeah. there's a cut of nightmare. I'm not mad. Uh, Friday the 13th, six, no seven. One of the two where apparently there was a lot of footage cut that like 
people are like the footage will never be found, but people are always looking for this. Yeah. And it's usually by accident. Mm. Like someone is just clearing out a fucking closet of a house they moved into or some shit. And they're like, oh, here's a film canister. What, what, let's see what it is. The top review on Taming the T-Rex is a one and a half star review that says, easily my favorite movie where Paul Walker's brain gets put into a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so much nonsensical shit. Another movie. one is just, what the fuck yeah. was that? Like, again, his character is a T-Rex. Yeah. Nobody ever sees him. This is like Snuffleupagus level shit. Like, yeah, they talk they, about... They're like an Orange County suburb. Yeah, they talk about in the How Did This Get Made that like... Even if you want to not believe in the dinosaur part of it, like... People are getting killed. Like, yeah. multiple people are yeah. getting murdered here. Yeah. And like, no one's like... Yeah. Ah! Paul Thomas... Uh, Paul Walker's character... Almost said Paul Thomas Anderson's yeah, character. you did. Whole other film. Paul Walker's character... Um, he's trying to be with the Denise Rich character and she's dating like picture like the bad guys from Stephen King's Christine like just a bunch of greasers tell you know? Paul Thomas Anderson that he's got seven days with an animatronic T-Rex and see what he comes up yeah. with that would be pretty interesting and he'd then, be like and he'd then, be like on the phone Daniel you gotta come out of retirement we have a T-Rex for seven days and then get Paul W. Anderson the yes. same <laughs> it's the tell Paul him, Anderson challenge tell him yes <laughs> Tell them both the exact same thing. <laughs> and then for a last minute switcheroo, they'd be like, nope, Daniel Day-Lewis, you have to work with the other Paul <laughs> You get Udo Kier. Yeah. You get, you get Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, this writes itself, that is man. A, it's, a, it's a classic reality show but, competition. And trip. both of you get Paul Walker's brothers. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the ones that were body doubles and yeah. all of the... Uh, speaking of which, I, the other one I listened to, I went way back. I went back to 2011 uh, to when they had all... And it was great because they had all just gone to the theater to see Fast Five. Oh, yeah. Their so Fast Five ones are... Their Fast so, and Furious ones are so great. The, it is actually kind of endearing listening because June has uh, is a lot more cynical now. Like, she's, like, legit excited about this at this point. I, I think now, yeah. <laughs> 10 years later, she's pretty much had it with the Fast Meanwhile, movies, everyone else's excitement is just ramping oh, yeah. up and up. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for their Fast 9. Because that's the end of the month. Yeah. Fast 9 is the end of this month. But, uh... Which means I still have to watch Fate. <laughs> so, I might... Maybe Robin and I will watch 5. Because I've just seen it once, and I don't yeah. think she's... I'm, Andrea she's enjoyed 5 when I yeah. had her watch 5. She enjoyed it. I'm going to still get her to watch 8 so she knows where we're at. <laughs> but that's the one I I haven't seen then. I'm not eight. No, the one with the submarine. No, definitely oh. not. The you last one. It, the last one. It's I all about saw, family. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Uh, the last one I saw was the airplane one. Yeah, the one with the big air. Is that seven? Yeah, where they bring down the big airplane. Yeah. Oh wait, no. <laughs> or is that six? That's six. No, you you've seen seven. Seven didn't, is I, what, didn't I go to seven? Yeah, that's the one where they crash through the towers in like Abu Dhabi or some shit. Okay. Yeah the the plane the plane <laughs> one is the one where is the one where uh, Gal Gadot dies. Right. I thought that was the last one I had seen. No, that's six. Okay. Which no. ones do I own? I've I, I have rewatched almost all of them of late. Because uh, that's I, what I did two I did two of them this week. Five and six. No, or? I did six and seven this week. Oh, I, 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 I still also, need to go back and rewatch four and eight. I 
watched the because uh, because the nine nine is coming out, yeah. just because of that like uh, uh, Caravan of Garbage is doing all of the Fast and Furiouses as is junk the junk Fast, food cinema podcast Fast and Furiai Fast <laughs> and the Furiouses um, and I remember when we talked about this either last week or the or the time before that. I know I hadn't seen that middle gap. It was like I've seen one a bunch because it, that's what was out. I told a story about when I was in tech school. Uh, that was the movie that had just come out. Um, so I've seen that a bunch of times. I They did the Caravan of Garbage of it, and I recognized none of it. <laughs> awesome. Like, none of yeah. it. I did not remember any of the... The only thing that was kind of that kind of came back to me when I when they said it and it and I giggled was that their whole thing and it's kind of cute at this point to knowing what they're doing now uh, with submarines and fucking airplanes and stuff and going into space um, that they're the big heist thing from the first movie is that they're stealing a bunch of DVD players yeah. DVD VCR combos <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought I was like. Oh, I know someone, one of the podcasts, they're like, what do you think the value of that oh truck my was? God. <laughs> you could not give that truck. Literally, if you went downtown in, in any part of any major city and opened up the back of a truck and it was filled with those fucking same yeah. exact, you couldn't, you would have to pay someone to take them away and dispose of them. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're like they're like if anything, most it's people just, now would just be excited that there was a VHS player. Well, part actually, of it yeah, if anything, they, they could replay like, their old VHS tapes that they found. If anything, they'd be like, "Oh my god, that is cool! I got to have one of those just to show someone." Yeah. I'll give you five bucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. The whole plot of the first movie is that, is that they're stealing these, and what were they stealing them for? To finance their racing? Yeah, something like that. Oh, to participate in race wars. <laughs> Which yes, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait to appropriately name the big driving competition. Yeah, race, race wars. War. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I had forgotten when I rewatched five, the two Hispanic dudes that were in that. I'm like, I because they were only in like that one. They might have been in parts of four. I can't remember because again, I haven't rewatched four yet. But I'm like, who the fuck are those guys? I complete because this is the only one they they were essentially the jaw rule, you know. Does film. every one of them at least start with fast? So if uh, I just no A to Z. no because there's furious. What a bunch of assholes. it's furious five. Are you fucking kidding me? I thought it was fast five. Oh, it's fast five. Furious seven. Furious seven. What a fucking asshole they I are. I know. Like what? Wait, did I already go by? Okay, wait. I ha- oh my god, I have eight. There you go. Have I can't I just, believe that got 67%. Have I just not watched it? Maybe. Someone put out a great idea because Charlize Theron is in these. You must have. Do you have this? Yeah, I do. Okay. I probably, you, I probably that's gave why I have copy, this. Yeah. It's like, when the fuck would I have bought Fast 8? Yeah, so wait. I, no, I've never seen that. Because uh, Charlize Ther- uh, Theron is in it. And they're like, they need to do a Fast and the Furiosa. <laughs> Where somehow the team gets sent into the future. And it's a wasteland. Because, again, remember how... A, she's got a big fucking rig of yeah, breast milk. In, yeah. Cars were incredibly important in those films. Oh, yeah. So is gas. Gas is Yeah. Huge. So it's like, how awesome would it be to have the Fast and the Furious team yeah. in one of those? And they have to find, like, a time portal to get back to That fix rig everything. would go a lot faster if it had some nitrous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Wait, did you say Seven has a different name? Furious Seven, okay, I so believe. Okay, so I might have... I mean, it kind of... Oh, wait. 
Like it shouldn't be that far off. It? No, it should be right there. Okay, so no, I I'll don't check. Have, I'll check mine to see if I have a digital. I copy don't still. have seven. I have five, six, and eight. Yeah. I have never watched eight. I'm adding it to my uh, haven't watched yet list. I, I will. Ch- I will check my my uh, cases to see if I have digital copies in four and seven. Shit. So we'll have to because Robin will. I think Robin will get a kick out of this. Maybe. What about the first one? Because I I think hey, I'm going to have to work. Probably that. not because like I bought that old. Like as an old yeah. used. Yeah, I bet that's. I probably get that for two bucks. Oh, I bet. I bet that's a two dollar purchase. Uh, How most of them might be. True, because I know I've I've never I, and but I won't. I, I I say that I won't watch them. I might rewatch the first one. I can't picture myself watching. So it's too too fast, too furious, yep. and then Tokyo Drift. And then Tokyo Drift. What's for? Fast and furious. Oh, for fuck's sake! They're not even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an asshole! Yep. Yeah, because uh, you know Vin. I say what an asshole because you know Vin Diesel is the one that decided. Oh, oh yeah, what a dick. Yeah, because and the, the the junk food cinema people were talking about it. They're like, <laughs> they want to find someone who's never seen any of these and show them part one, and then show them part eight back to back. Yeah, and then go. Now, how did they get there? <laughs> kind of like, kind of like what I wanted to do with my mom, which is just show her Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, and nothing else. Because she has no white, no clue what yeah. any or, of the other or, stuff. Or just show her the first Avenger in that Infinity War. <laughs> okay, well, how did it get from there to there? But yeah, with the Fast and the Furious, that would be amazing to do. Robin's never seen any of them. Yeah, because I mean, like I said, I... <laughs> she won't, though. It would take a year. I had seen one yeah. fully. And then I know I had seen parts of two and three, because again, that client that I had that watched them all the time. Yeah. Again, I saw them in like five minute increments. Right. Because I just didn't fucking care. But who cares? And then I didn't catch on board with, and then I went back and finally watched five right before, like a couple months before seven came out. And that's when I was like, holy shit, these are actually pretty good. Well, but they weren't until. In, yeah. Until they decided to go insane. <laughs> well, they just went crazy and it's funny because it's the director Justin Lin who directed 3, 4, 5, and 6 yeah. who like ushered it along that way right and apparently this is funny too one of his first movies Justin Lin is called A Better Tomorrow Han is in that movie and his character's name is, is Han Is it? it's Han? the same name which by the way if you don't his name is Han Solo is that true? yes but it's not Obviously spelled the same, but yeah, his name is Han Solo. Uh, is um so in this is it? So is what you're saying that there is a chance that this other movie takes place in the Fast and the Furious universe? Yes, like it's the it's like Han's prequel. <laughs> Damn it! What's the? Uh, there's another thing that kind of sparks something in my head. I can't remember what it is now. That what's the other thing that takes that by something in that has. Something throughout the movies, there's another set of movies that has to take place in this universe or something like that. Or is this, oh, I don't am know. I making this up in my head? You might be. Or you might not be. I Either one is completely possible. Oh, look at that. Two bucks? Two dollars. Fuck yeah. Fuck? Oh, I guess. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's so funny and charming at this point now. Like the first one. Yeah. It's like, who knew? <laughs> who fucking knew? Vin will say, oh my gosh. Especially where Vin walked away. Yeah. Because he didn't want to do sequels. He right. wanted to go do Triple X. Because he was a serious actor. And these movies are now way closer to Triple X than they ever were Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah. Uh, in that Fast Five, how did this get made? They play an interview with uh, 
uh, Vin Diesel. Obviously at a junkin or something like that. And it is embarrassing to listen to oh, how he thinks they're making the most how, sincere oh, cinema. Like ever. I almost had to stop because it was because it kept going because Paul knew how cringy it was. Yeah. And the rest of them are just going, oh, my God, stop, stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. Because he's just going on. And, and every time you think you've gotten to the most nuts thing he's going to say, because he's talking about how it's basically about how. Having him and Dwayne Johnson on screen at the same time is like landmark cinema. He actually says those words. I, I think it is. I often compare it to that scene in Heat with De Niro and Pacino. They bring in, that's exactly <laughs> what they said. That's exactly what they said. And he is talking it up to a level that is embarrassing to listen to. It's like having Olivier and Brando do oh, something. And he just keeps going and going. And you can just tell. And what's funny is, is, you know, The Rock would be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, come on, man. This is. Yeah. The Rock knows who he is. Uh, it goes. It, and, and like, you can just hear in his voice that he, like, believes every word of this. Mm. That, like, he is making. It's, it's. He might as well just be going, you're welcome, little people, that I have blessed you yeah. with these. Yeah, I, 120 I, I, yeah. minutes of celluloid. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, it's so it's it's hard. It's, it's hard to he's listen all, to, and he's always the one in the movies acting like he is. Yeah, really. I mean, when I rewatch Seven again, it's it, I I roll it every time. Where it's like oh, he should not be giving like this send off eulogy to Paul Walker because it's just so awful. Is Seven the absolute peak family? movie or do they just keep do they keep I their saying yeah, i mean in seven i mean in eight you you find out that dom has a kid yeah you know wait which one which one would be the one after paul walker died eight okay well seven is the one that they were making when paul walker died okay and that's the eight, one where his brother is in a ton of it yeah 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 and you notice because there's a lot of scenes like, there's a beach scene where Paul Walker's playing with his kid. Yeah. So that's what Paul Walker's character does. He retires. Yeah. And, like, whenever he, you folks can't see it at home, but, like, when he lifts his kid up, he's, like, you know, yeah. blocking his you face. You never see his face. A lot. With his arms. Um, but then in 8, like, yeah, 8, you find out that Toretto has a kid with the agent that was Dwayne Johnson's partner in 5. Oh, yeah. Because the- Dom- Dominic had... A between five and six relationship with her before Letty came, you know, before we found out Letty was alive. So, you, and, and the new one, you find out Dom, which, which in the How Did This Get Made, uh, you find out Letty's alive in a post credit yeah. in five. Uh, I say this just from listening to the thing. And three of the four, Paul was the only one that saw it because he had seen it separately from the rest of them. The other three yeah. went, they had gone together. That afternoon, because Adam Scott always is on the mm. the Fast and the Furious. Uh, he even was on the trailer one, which was over an hour long. Yeah, an hour long discussion of a two minute trailer. But Jason June and uh, and Adam Scott had all gone to it together that afternoon, and they didn't stick around for the post credit, so <laughs> none of them knew. They were it. like, "What? Yeah." Uh, oh, well, and the same thing happens with because she dies in with six when you find out that Han dies in. The, yeah, I mean, technically Han died in three. But that's when you learn now learn that part three actually took place after part six. Right. <laughs> yeah. But in nine So chronologically. It goes one, two, four, five, six, 
three, seven, eight. God. Again, yeah. Okay. Um, but in nine, you learn that Dom has a, a long lost brother played by John Cena. Yeah. Because we, we did the math last time yeah. to make sure that works out. Which and it does. Yeah. That Well, that's the thing. Because um, this one is also directed by Justin Lin again, so I have hope. Because the pre seven and eight were directed by James Wan and F. Gary Gray. Yeah. And they were they just didn't they weren't the same. Um so I I've got hopes for nine. I really do. And then apparently there's gonna be two parts to part ten. They're gonna like Harry Potter that shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, it's customary to split the last book into two movies. <laughs> Oh my god, I would read novelizations of this series in a heart. If they, this was the 80s, those novelizations would be everywhere. I bet they exist. Oh, I kind of hope they do. I'm not happy with the fact that the F8 uh, does not follow the same uh, <laughs> thumbnail convention as yeah. my Fast and the Furious, the original, and yes. then 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're not getting the little help, helpful numbers in the bottom. Right. How am I supposed to know where they are? Because they don't fucking put it in the title in most of them. No. All right. Uh, I might watch a Fast and the Furious movie this week. Yeah. I think we should actually go to the theater to see it, too, when 9 comes out. What? When does it come out? Like, the end of this month? Uh, like, the 25th. Cool. Wait, isn't that when we're, where you have the theater on the 26th? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe the... They're playing. <laughs> what are you guys playing after our movie? Yeah, exactly. If you're playing Fast and the Furious, we'll, nine, just, we'll just hang out. All right. Well, in any event, we will continue with June in the Park. Um, yeah. well, I'm sure we'll. Oh yeah. We I, always. I always say what I'm going to watch. And I never watch. No, me neither. It's always. It's always it just, a spur of the moment thing. Yep. Yep. Hundred uh, percent. Although I will say the ones, uh, the ones I watched this week, especially Assassination, you'll want to watch, and uh, yeah. Because I, I think tonight I'll probably be trying to convince Andrea to watch Fast 8. Yeah. Uh, definitely watch Age of Shadows. Age of Shadows and Assassination would be a good double feature. Mm. Uh, but anyway, we'll, so then we'll uh, talk to you next week. It'll be Father's Day. Will it be Father's Day? Wow, yeah. Oh, we might not. I might not be here next week. Okay. I don't know when, I don't know when we're coming back. But I think we're just leaving Friday night and coming back Saturday. But I don't know. I'll find out. I'll know more the, later this week. Anything else? Yeah. All right, cool.